0: Sometimes I think it'd be better if they just didn't have this in it. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region Seven, it's bowl after bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer.
1: Oh, give it to me! He has, uh, I think, 69 million subscribers. Thank you, darling.
2: The bowl after bowl guys are pushing the value for value so hard. Sparking up a J. Light, light, lighting up a J. Do you smoke pot? Yeah, dude. You were here smoking pot with me. That's a side effect of the marijuana poisoning.
1: Lorian and Spencer.
3: Ow! Bowlers! Happy Token Tuesday.
4: Back at it again for another round. You know, we couldn't miss it. It is April 5th, 2022. If you can believe the calendar pew! that is before me
3: 2022, are... and here's a pew for you. That's right. We got pews
4: coming in. We got Bull After Bowl rolling. And this is episode 151 of Bull After Bowl. I am Sir Spencer Wolfkin City.
3: And I'm Dame DeLorean. And man, I'm still alive.
4: Yeah, it's still alive, on. going live. <laughs> live is lit.
3: The bowl is lit.
4: Couldn't miss it. Couldn't miss it.
3: Oh no. Of
4: course, we were missing uh, DH Unplugged earlier.
3: That's right.
4: Kind of got a week off in the no agenda world. Yeah. Which uh, I should have taken the memo and just taken the week off too. Like everybody should have just done it. Oh man.
3: Oh man, oh man! But you know, Uh, we
4: the show must go on. They say
3: you know. I hate to say this, but we kind of took last Wednesday off because we uh, ditched our buddy, sir seat sitter, because the the were down with a true with a fever and cough and just ugh. I mean, choking on phlegm so bad they were puking. It was gross. It was a very bad time. It was terrible. The worst.
4: Terrible, the worst, no good at all.
3: And then that's set the pace for the rest of the week.
4: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's been a crazy week for sure.
3: I am happy to say that we will be on Abs in a Six Pack tomorrow night for the Dreams sequel.
4: That's right. Dreams 2 with uh, Sir Seat Sitter, the one and only. Yes. We'll be talking about some dreams, crazy dreams we've had. I've been keeping some notes. I'm always like glad to go on a Dreams deal with him because I start like writing my dreams down. I actually start taking notes on them. Yeah. Which is a good move. Uh, I was looking through some of my notes and totally forgot about like s- several of these dreams that I had until I read it, and then it comes back. You know when you read it? Oh, yeah. It all comes rushing back. It comes rushing back to your head, kind of like this mucus I've got going on. Oh, my God.
3: Yep. It's
4: like, if it's not one thing, it's another thing. Well, some of you already know, but on Sunday, I woke up uh, right before, I don't know, right around, let's say, 4.20 in the morning yeah pretty close to that and i had this just crampy pain in my gut like uh like i had to take a really hard sharp shit or something it was like oh god so i went and took a shit that was hard but not really sharp but uh you know it was crazy like didn't do anything didn't change anything mm. you know and usually that usually the poo is just the relief yeah the total relief
3: like when you get diarrhea.
4: Mm-hmm. So I thought, ah, oh, well, maybe I'll have to poo again. I went back to bed. This pain just kept getting more and more intense to the point where I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on. And my dad had been complaining the day before about his stomach and something going on with his stomach. So yeah, I was just like, ah, oh, shit, this must be what he, is. he was uh, complaining about. But it got so bad that I was like, either he's just like really good at being miserable or I've got something else going on entirely.
3: Yeah, because you started puking from the pain. I
4: started throwing up, getting all nauseous because it hurt so bad.
3: You didn't come back to bed, and then I just heard, like, movement on the carpet. So I put my clothes on, walked into the hallway, and you were, like, crawling around.
4: I was just belly crawling all around the house, like, moaning.
3: Yeah. So I got you a heating pad, and was like, well, let's try some uh, Pepto-Bismol, you know? And then we were at your pop's house. He didn't have any Pepto bismol <laughs> So I had to go to a gas station at six in the morning and pay too much for like five chewable Pepto's. Come back. And I was just like, this is not good. If the wolf doesn't make it back to bed, this is not good. Nothing keeps you from getting back in bed. You know what I mean? Bruh. Right. Sleep. Uh, and so then uh, when I got back, you were still pretty much down for the count and you were looking pretty pale. And I was like, uh oh. I hope something didn't rupture. And uh, you said, well, I think I should go to the hospital. And if this Pepto kicks in and does the job, we'll just leave.
4: <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was I, like...
3: I said, once you're in the hospital, I don't think you can just leave, but...
4: my My logic was like, all right, I'll take the Pepto. Pepto kicks in pretty quick. So I figured if we're driving up there, like and I start to get better on the drive, we can always turn around.
3: Yeah, that would have been nice.
4: But it hurts so bad that I was like, if it's not turning around in five minutes, we gotta go to the fucking hospital.
3: Yeah. and
4: <laughs> Which is never my move. I hate right. that shit.
3: You are just like me, in that it's never like, oh, something is slightly wrong, I should go get checked out. The hospital or doctor is like the last line of defense. But, you know, you, you couldn't get into a comfortable position. The heating pad didn't do anything. And uh, there was just no relief for you. So what can you do?
4: It's like hanging on to the nurse's window like a monkey groaning my name up at him.
3: Yeah. You almost didn't wait for me to hit the brake on the car she to get handed, out.
4: handed me a mask. She was like, can you wear this? I was like, I don't know. I kind of like held it over my face for a couple minutes and then uh, I just kept it in my <laughs> hand. I was like, no, what are you going to do? Throw me the fuck out of here. I'm like writhing in agony. I'm not going to wear this fucking mask. I can barely breathe. I'm sucking in wind like... They never said anything to me about it after that.
3: No, me neither. And they handed me a mask too, and I just put it in my bag.
4: (laughs) Oh, turns out your boy got diagnosed with four millimeter um, kidney stone. Yeah. And oh my Jesus, this is the worst pain I've ever, ever been through, ever. Today was the worst of all of the days so far. Sunday was bad. Monday was like not so bad. Kind of calmed down. And then today was like the absolute worst. Um, In fact, I wasn't really sure. I wasn't really sure if I'd be able to do the show tonight, earlier today, right around like, I don't know, between three and six, between maybe, well, it was three hours, but maybe like 2.30 to 5.30. Because I went in very early in the morning to do onboarding at work. I was supposed to do that yesterday, but that wasn't going down, so I postponed it to today. And then driving in... Um, I jostled that stone around for sure. And I was feeling it there, but it was all right. And I was like, you know, kind of in this strange environment and I was in a, like a, you know, I was wearing a tie and shit, you know, so it was like.
3: The whole monkey suit.
4: A little bit distracting, you know, I was able to be distracted from what was going on, but it was kind of stirring and waking up and then drove home. By the time I got home, it was already kicking in and, um, I just let the instructor know, Hey man, like I'm going to hop on the call after lunch because I'm. Really not doing great. I came down after lunch, hopped on the call, and then 10 minutes in. like I never turned camera on. I just, like, 10 minutes, maybe even five minutes in, I was like, hey, I got to go throw up. <laughs> and then never came back. I was just wrecked, dude. Absolutely wrecked. Everybody get, must get stoned, but not like this. No. Not like this, man.
3: But you want to talk about the drug cocktail they gave you at the hospital? Well, they put it, the
4: beautiful thing about... The one thing I like about the hospital... Is they'll put the drugs right into your arm. Oh, yeah. Which is so nice. It's like, you don't have to swallow the shit. You don't have to wait around to see if it's going to work or not. It's just like, it's all right in you, right there. They nail that shit right into your arm, and you're like, oh, yeah, there it is. And, of course, what's the first thing they gave you? They gave you fentanyl.
3: Fentanyl. And they paired it with Toradol. Because the fentanyl doesn't have a lasting effect. You know, yeah. That's only going to make you feel good for like 15 minutes. But even with that pair, you said to me, I'm still uncomfortable. I'm still in like, uh, if it on a scale of zero to 10, I'm a five on the pain scale. Yeah, it's still even hurt. with the fentanyl.
4: It's still hurt underneath that. I could feel it for sure.
3: And uh, when we were leaving uh, at the end, they gave you morphine paired with Zofran to try and keep you from getting nauseous again.
4: Yep. Yeah, right before I left, he was like, you want me to put something else in that uh, IV before we take it out? And I was like, I mean, in my mind I was like, hell fucking yeah, I do. But I just was like, yeah, if you think it'll help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, ended up hitting me with some morphine, which was nice. Uh, way better, in my opinion, than the fentanyl. Uh, that shit was beautiful. Morphine gets an A plus from me. And it lasted um, a
3: while, too. It
4: did last a few hours. And, uh... Yeah, I never, I never had morphine. I had a few different opiates in the hospital, but never morphine. That's just, that shit's the real deal. Yeah, no doubt. Um, then they sent me home with I don't know what some opiate.
3: Yeah, oxy. Yeah, Codone, oxycodone. So, That's the stuff. And you haven't really taken it.
4: I've taken a few of them, yeah. just when it gets like real bad. Um, just when it gets real bad. Which, or I can tell it's gonna start getting real bad. Which I don't know. If I start screaming here in the bowl and disappear, you'll know why. Yep. I think I think that right around those uh f- right around the 5:30 time when this last round of labor, I guess you can fucking call it, I don't know. Um once that subsided, the pain was like definitely different and not as intense and in a different spot and I think I think it's moved to the bladder now. I think. So.
3: Yeah, so hopefully you pass it here soon.
4: We'll see. Yeah,
3: maybe we'll, on the show tonight. Maybe,
4: maybe the first kidney stone pass live on a podcast. Who knows?
3: <laughs> who knows? But you know, I got your piss strainer right here, so <laughs> ready to go. <laughs>
4: that's right. We're prepared for anything here in uh, the bowl. That's for sure. Whatever could happen.
3: Yep. What? So that could was happen. fun. That was a waste of a weekend. I love when that happens. You know, your whole weekend just gets sucked away right. from you. Right.
4: Well, not only that, but uh, like I'm just starting this onboarding to full time. And then you have to be there a month to sign up for the benefits. So, like, if I could have just, if this stupid-ass kidney stone could have just waited one month, I, I would have had a health insurance. Oh, well. So, whatever. I don't know. This yeah, kind of you know shit. how yeah. money works. Yep. In and out. In and out, man.
3: Yep. Uh, You know what else was in and out? What's that? Painter Story.
4: Oh, that's right. Went
3: live within a month, just like Abel Kirby proposed. Yep. But it's got a new name.
4: It does it did get renamed?
3: R E Huffman stuff.
4: R Is E Huffman stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's it. It's out there. I think you can still go to painterstorygame.com to play it. Sweet. Um, if you were so inclined, it was the uh game jam one month uh, rush job that we did uh with a kind of a motley crew that Abel Kirby pulled together, and yeah, we got it
3: done. Um, got it done.
4: Indeed, indeed. Uh, What else did we get, done? Oh, happy 70th birthday. Did I already say that? Uh, John C. Dvorak turned 70 today.
3: Yeah. Happy birthday, JCD. And happy birthday also to Harv Hat in the bowl.
4: Yes. Happy birthday, Harv. Birthday buddies. Birthday twinsies. I guess it's a great time to thank everybody else, too, that makes this show. What it is. Puts it together and uh, allows us to deliver this product week after week, bowl after bowl, whether we're... Healthy, sick, or somewhere in between—all that good stuff. Uh, it's always um, thanks to you, bowlers, who contribute your time, your talent, and your treasure. That's right. It's a value-for-value value proposition. You know, it's uh, it's a simple thing. A lot of us already know, but if you're unfamiliar, value-for-value value means uh, no paywalls, means no advertising, means no uh, guidelines, no meetings, means my phone doesn't ring when I say dumb shit that I just feel in the moment. And some guy threatens to, you know, cut my show off or pull my funding or anything like that. No, it gives us uh, it gives us and our audience both a level of independence that uh, is unparalleled in any sort of medium production in the modern era. And so uh, we always want to thank the people that help make that happen. Uh, time and talent, of course, if you are uh, of the talented persuasion. And you can record things such as jingles or ISOs or uh, anything like that. You know, that's a valid contribution of value. But we also want to specifically uh, name the people that give us the treasure. And uh, also kind of relay some of the messages that they send into us. Uh, some of it's why they love the show. Some of it's why they are uh, participating. Uh, a lot of it just interactive with the show content itself. And it kind of helps us have a feedback mechanism for what we're doing right, what we could do better. And uh, just how everybody out there uh, is feeling about our stuff. So I do want to start off with the PayPals. We had a couple. You can find it at BullAfterBull.com by clicking on the donate button. The bonate button.
3: Yeah, bonate us. Coming
4: coming soon, the bonation button. (laughs) Um, No, the donate button at the bottom of the page. We had uh, Guzman of the Midwest who came in actually while the last Tuesday show was going.
3: Oh, yeah. Thank you.
4: With a 777.
3: Oh, I like those numbers.
4: $7.77. And his note says, for being rad. Oh. So thank you. You're rad. Thank you, Guzman. And then we have a, uh, a KS uh, on a recurring donation, five bucks a month. Beep. And that landed April 1st. April Fool's... Uh, donation i suppose
3: oh, thanks ks
4: so thank you i don't want to like dox people if they don't want to be outed or doxed or anything so if i just get a name on the paypal and there's no note or no other indication of who it's from or where it's from then i'll just go with initials yeah uh, nick the rat taught me that he's a paranoid rat that lives in the brooklyn sewers you may have heard of him and so i like that style i think that that's a smart way to go uh so thank you ks for your contribution We we very much appreciate that we also appreciate your boosts that uh, we get in through Fountain, CurioCaster, PodFriend, Breeze, all over the place, Boost CLI. We get them from a lot of places these days, and uh, all these pews that you're hearing throughout the show, that's them coming in in real time, uh, which is super fun, super awesome. And I'm going to try and go back. We had a couple with the uh, podcast we did with Justin, the Bulls with Buds. Oh, yeah. Uh, that Justin was...
3: from Wrong Kind of Podcast joined us Friday. That's right. That was awesome.
4: We did get a 420 boost from Oma saying, listen to my new show, boner after boner.
3: <laughs> nice. Beautiful. Thanks,
4: Aroma. Oma. Uh, also got a 3333 from Signs of New Growth Woo! for that bowls with buds. It just said, thank you, bitch. Thank you. Now I've got a thank you bitch in here somewhere.
3: Thank you, bitch. There
4: it is. Oh, I got to love it. Oh, and 666 from Booberry, who said, uh, I heard eyedrops make you shit uncontrollably, which was a plot point to I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell.
3: Oh. Yeah,
4: we were discussing how
3: they can be lethal.
4: The eyedrops can kill you, you can use them as poison. It's interesting. All of those came in from Fountain, by the way. Uh, but this next one uh, 1001 sats from N4VX live from CurioCaster. Woo! And this was actually a preemptive live stream boost. Uh, which they just implemented. It's a fantastic feature. Basically what that means is if you have a live item tag in your RSS feed, um, you can set that to one of three statuses. It can be pending, live, or ended, uh, which is pretty obvious what those three mean. But now, if you have a live item for a live show coming up and the status is pending, you can go over to Curiocaster.com and it will show you if there are pending shows. So you can check out uh, what's coming up next live from your favorite shows. And you can also preemptively boost them. So you can boost shows that are coming up if you want to get a special message to that particular show. I think it'll be really handy for some of our guest shows, too. Yeah. Um, Not only to display when they are and who's going to be on. uh, Because I type up these live item tags, you know, and I'm putting in, like, the person tag. So it's got their picture and their link in there. And, um, you know, I'm putting a little description in. And it's kind of crazy because I feel like I'm doing a lot of this work for, you know, not a lot to show for it. But now that uh, those are surfaced in CurioCaster, uh, there's a spot where they show up, which is pretty awesome. So, yeah, check that out. If you are a user of the lit live item tag, um, the pending stuff is now um, a way to advertise your upcoming live shows in CurioCaster. Moving on. Oh, uh, I should say the whole note from N4VX before I move on. A preemptive live stream boost for the win. Thanks, Stephen B at podcastindex.social for the upcoming show and lit live item tag support. And yes, we uh hope that the other apps uh notice that and add um live item functionality as well. Cause that is just groovy. We love that stuff. Um the CEO of Shitpost, Sir Addison, hit us with a thirty three thirty three boost.
3: Woo, thank you, sir. And he says,
4: "Boost it again because chickens with a chicken emoji." Nice. Which I didn't. I, I guess that's a, again, but I didn't see a first one from him. But uh, we appreciate that again. That's from Breeze, uh, and he was listening to the in a millennial uh, episode there in Breeze. Uh cotton gin through fountain thirty three sixty nine, and he just says, "Slash me clears throat." So <clears throat> to you, sir. <laughs> well, I know I got something for that. Cotton Gin's always trolling us, which I love. You gotta love uh, the good-natured trolls. Cotton Gin, douchebag.
3: No, had- <laughs> <laughs> <Aww.
4: laughs> uh What's next? Uh, 4269 from Harv Hat. Woo! He just boosted the live.
3: Thanks, Harv Hat.
4: Just making sure it's on and getting his boost in. That's what I love. Uh, 633 from Servo from Boost CLI. He yeah. said,
3: pew. Thanks, Servo.
4: And you heard the pew, indeed. 333 from In4VX on the live. That's a boost. Out of CurioCaster. And then, oh. hold on to your butts, it's 333 from Rev, Cy- <coughs> Tru- uh, Rev Cyber Trucker.
3: Woo! Thanks, Rev. He,
4: he says, I figured out boost Hell yeah. 13 minutes ago. Uh-oh. Oh, my goodness. Uh, From CurioCaster, 3333 sats. <coughs> from My Kidney Stone.
3: Oh, shit.
4: Unbelievable. My kidney stone isn't even out of me. and already learned how to boost. Uh, my kidney stone said, sorry for being a pain in the dick. Literally. Well.
3: Well, I will <laughs> wait until
4: you're born to figure out if I forgive you or not. How about that? How about that? Oh, uh, uh, no. Thank you. Thank you to my kidney stone. <laughs> my kidney stone. So I love this tech, dude. 3330 sats from your kidney stone. I can't make I this shit it. up. Yeah, that's hilarious. 6969 uh, from Servo.
2: 6969,
4: dudes! <laughs> it's a bonation right there. Hell yeah. Gotta love that. A little bonation. And uh, last but certainly not least, and probably not last as we know uh, how these things go, but uh, 2112 from Boobery, the
3: Woo.
4: the classic rush donation.
3: Thanks, boobs. And uh, he says, let me up, Lit me up.
0: Ah! It's only right now!
3: Yeah, complete with
4: microphone squeak. Beauty. Oh, and look at that. There's a row of ducks coming in. I can see it in the chat before I see it in the helipad.
3: Thanks to Boost After Boost. If you're a podcaster,
4: by the way, and you're not using these tools, man, you are missing out on a whole section of Value for Value that is largely unexplored, but some of the funnest and most cutting-edge stuff that's going on right now. Yeah. Uh, We've got the Boost IRC bot. Uh, that surfaces those boosts in our chat, Bull After Bull, which you can find on Net in the Bull After Bull channel. Hashtag Bull After Bull if you prefer. Um, and they got little custom emojis depending on what amounts you send. Tax on little emojis, and the numerology is a little fun to play with. And then, of course, the pews come from Helipad, which Dave Jones wrote. I should say that the uh, Boost IRC bot is a child of C dubs. Lots of help from uh, Cotton Gen Servo. Um, Some other fellas. I'm bad at listing the credits, but uh, what can I say? What can I say? Those are our boosters and donors for this show so far, episode 151. Uh, And you can play along, too. Uh, You can, of course, click the Donate button at BullAfterBull.com, or you can get yourself a new podcast app in the nude by taking off all your clothes and going to NudePodcastApps.com. And uh, all of the podcasts, if you sort them by value and apps... There's two filters you want to click. I think that they, they default to that now. I think they made it default to that. But uh, if you see a whole mass of apps and you don't know where to start, just click on value filter and then also app filter. And uh, when you filter by those two things, now you're looking at all the podcasting apps where you can boost and boost from. And that's how you do it right there. Hell yeah. Uh, of course, there are other ways, like we discussed before, than uh, just treasure to support the bull. And one of the easiest, we call Passing the Bull. You got a friend, listens to podcasts, maybe doesn't, maybe smokes weed, maybe doesn't, maybe would like our show, maybe wouldn't, Pass him the bowl. You never know until you find out, you know? Yeah. Just point them over to bullafterbull.com or tell them to add us on the podcast app they already listened to. And hey, if they don't use a nude one, send them to nudepodcastapps.com. That's right. None of these clothed podcast apps are really what have it going on anymore, you know? It's true.
3: Gamify. That's right. Nudify.
4: Another thing you can do is weigh in on the first time I ever topic that we do every week.
3: Yeah, this week, the first time I ever topic is the first time I ever fell on my ass. And if you want to tell us about falling on your ass, all you have to do is pick up your phone and... Call
4: 816 that's and the play of That's right, eight one six six zero seven three six six three. Ball after ball. Ball after ball. Right. We also accept texts and picture messages if your voice shy or if you have something visual that you need to get across. Uh we got options, man got options. We keep our options open in the bowl. We like to be versatile, and uh, that's how we that's how we do it.
3: That's how we roll in the bowl.
4: That's right. That's right. Uh, I had a couple other programming notes. It looks like. Oh yes, uh, join us on Sunday, this Sunday, April tenth, for a no agenda meetup. KC meetups are getting back.
3: That's right. In action. It'll be on the Kansas side.
4: That's right. I actually have the details pulled up this time because I know last time I was like. Uh, it's the KC Meetup Spring Thaw Barbecue Cook-Off Edition. We'll have a link in the Yum. show notes. A link is falling into the bull right, meow? And, uh, on that page, in the, uh, description, there's a little sign-up genius link if you want to sign up to bring a dish, because we are cooking some barbecue. I'll be smoking a couple pork butts. Um, it's usually a great time when we get our, uh, all our people's out there barbecuing the Casey group. I will say it's a bummer. I didn't really realize the whole vacation thing was coming until, uh, kind of a little bit too late. I usually like to get a promo in, uh, the Sunday before, but I should have done it earlier cause, uh, yeah, the boys are on vacation and turns out I, you know, with the whole kidney stone thing too, I just kind of probably wouldn't have even made it happen. Even if they were around, I don't know. I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: It's a rocky road right now.
4: C'est la vie, you know. There's always the next one. Always the next one.
3: Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. Plus, uh, hopefully,
4: know. plenty of my Casey peeps. Um, if they don't listen to this show, I will definitely be spamming them the link in the coming days to get them out there.
3: That's right. It's it'll be on the socials, and we have a uh, a little signal group for all the Casey folks to keep in touch.
4: That one is going down, by the way. At uh, what is the park? Uh, Sarco Par Trails Park in Lenexa, Kansas. So, oh, uh, right. I sent the edit link because I'm a dumbass and I'm editing the event.
3: You doofus.
4: Thank you, phone boy. Phone boy's on it. Yeah, phone thanks, fixed
3: phone it. boy. And hey, you know, if people uh don't get the message, and more good chow for us. Come that's with the munchies.
4: That's right.
3: There's always way too much food, but. That's a great problem to have.
4: Uh, Sir Dude Named Daniel, by the way, did redo the whole No Agenda Meetup site pretty recently, so it is snazzy. If you haven't been there, com lately, take a look at it. Look, it says, get out of my vagina, Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. Nice. And that's like the account button. Hilarious. Good little touches like that. But yeah, the, the website is much more robust now and uh, slick. He did a great job on that. You go, Dan. You go. You go. Um, so we talked about, we did have a Bulls with Buds. Uh, we are not going to be doing a Bulls with Buds this week, uh, for many reasons. Some obvious, some not, but, uh, yeah, just taking a little breather. So, um, you can always keep an eye on that CurioCaster, uh, feature to look for the next live shows. If you're wondering, Hey, is there a Bulls with Buds coming up and you missed it? You didn't hear it on the show. You don't want to like scrub through to the point where we announce it. Bam, that's an easy way to find it. If you don't know how to if you don't know how to scroll through the RSS feed and poke around yourself, uh you can always use CurioCaster to do that now. That's pretty cool. And uh I guess that rolls us right into the old uh update here. So of course, Curiocaster uh, displaying the uh, pending live items. That's a big. That's a big thing going down in the off-chain world, the Lightning world. But uh, Breeze is also looking to upgrade their app pretty soon. Um, Breeze is looking to right. Breeze right now, the way it works is it's a non-custodial wallet that runs a n- little local Neutrino node on your phone. And so, like, you may have noticed, for instance, sometimes Breeze, if you are trying to send a payment or a boost, or if you are trying to receive an invoice, and then you, like, close it, you close the app while it's going, that doesn't go through. Yeah. Uh, that's because it's running a node on your phone, and then when you, like, close the app, or if you turn the phone off or whatever, then the node's obviously not online. Um, the way it works is pretty crazy when you dig into the nuts and bolts of it, but... They want to make it even crazier and turn to a new service called Greenlight, which will run a remote node for you, and your keys will still be uh, stored on your device, so it will still be a non-custodial solution, but with a uh, non-local node using Greenlight, uh, which will allow them to be a little bit more robust, not uh, hogging so many resources on your own device, Uh. and also allowing... Uh, payments to be sent and received. Maybe when the phone is off, or maybe when you know you you can like send and then close the app, and it's not going to bork on you. And they are looking to integrate streaming video and chat
3: Ooh. as part
4: of that upgrade too. So I just saw that article uh, from Roy. Cool. Which is pretty neat, pretty uh, slick stuff coming out from Breeze. So it's fun to see all these apps just like adding stuff, adding stuff. You know, Breeze just started off as just a just the Lightning Wallet with the with the Neutrino node thing. And then they added uh, the point of sale. They added the podcast listening app. They added a lot of ways to hook into other Lightning services like BitRefill. So um, a lot of exciting stuff going down. Uh, speaking of exciting stuff, I saw Cotton Gin share this earlier, and he shared it just again here. Uh, Tarot. Is launching a new protocol for multi-asset Bitcoin and Lightning, and um, basically they're going to be able to issue assets on the blo- Bitcoin blockchain that can be transferred over the Lightning network, which will give you that uh, low fee and that instantaneous um, trans transmittability that the Lightning tag or that the Lightning network, I should say, um, basically gives you. So that'll be able to uh, facilitate other currencies essentially over over the lightning network and uh I'll have a link in the show notes that explains a little bit more of what's going on there but essentially it's like uh what strike has been doing with a lot of their stuff on uh on a different on a different mode a different level it's going to probably uh, the boys are right it's probably going to allow uh bitcoin nfts probably who knows who knows lots of different things but uh Real I'm excited speak excited about it maybe real estate maybe uh
3: anything um, right
4: i i want to point out this article closes the while much of the motivation for this protocol comes with enabling fiat stablecoin value transfers over lightning tarot proposed as proposed is a general asset issuance and transfer protocol and that can be in it, it can enable both fungible and unique assets so interesting it's a new uh it's a new evolution r.i.p uh eth gas fees indeed indeed when can I send myself over Lightning Cotton Janelle? <laughs> Any day now. Any day now.
3: Hop right into the bowl.
4: Borders will be meaningless. Uh, Umbral added two new apps to their app store. Agora is an app that lets you sell files for sats from your node, which oh. seems like it has cool potential.
3: P- I gotta make some files to sell.
4: PDFs, MP3s, videos, you name it. I have a few ideas. Okay. Let's just say. Uh, Spark Kiosk is the other one that they added and that app allows you to create and print URL QR codes. Ooh. So. Fun. Even more stuff you can do with your Umbral node. And then I saw two interesting uh, websites that have popped up. One is not really new. It's uh, Stacker News. A lot of you may have heard of it. But it has gotten a lot of uh, usage, I guess. And it's kind of exploded in use. And in the number of sats being sent uh, just recently. So you can earn sats for sharing stories. It's like uh, the lightning version of Hacker News. Uh Ah. But it's Stacker News. And you can find that at stacker.news. And then another one that I thought was interesting, and I've been playing with it, BitcoinRank.io which is a review platform for Bitcoin services. You can earn 100 sats for reviews, 10 sats for upvotes on your reviews when other people upvote your review. Huh. It's cool. There's a lot of spam right now, though, Uh. in uh, in, in the early ages and days of it. Basically, a lot of users are just gaming it by... I think there's a cap of how many reviews you can leave a day, but users are going in and just copying good reviews like the ones I write. And then just oh. pasting them into a box and making another review, uh, which is a little bit annoying. But so, yeah. surely there will be some kind of a solve for that. Who knows? I just thought it was neat. It's always cool when you can like go and uh, do some kind of low effort task and stack some sats. So I always like to inform the bowlers of that kind of stuff. Uh, lastly, my last update is that, uh, of course, the Bitcoin conference in Miami kicks off tomorrow. Ooh put on by bitcoin magazine and uh bitcoin 2022 it's gonna be the biggest one ever biggest one yet whatever whatever april 6th through 9th you gotta love those numbers hello yeah. uh tomorrow being the industry day whatever that means and then uh main conference 7th through 8th and then sound money fest <clears> on the 9th so i'm assuming like uh, kind of a business convention style thing tomorrow the main conference with speakers and all that, 7th through 8th, and then the Money Fest would be, you know, just kind of a big concert type thing. Uh, confirmed speakers, there's uh, some of the usual suspects like Michael Saylor and Jack Mylers. Um We have Dr. Jordan Peterson this year, new on the scene. Uh, I think I saw that uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers was going to speak at this thing too. I don't see him listed on this particular website. Huh. Oh, and then, yes, look at that. The world's first Bitcoin music festival. The Sound Money Music Fest. Headliners include Deadmau5, Steve Aoki, San Holo, Run the Jewels, Logic, CL. Yeah. Yeah. A whole big, fat bunch of fun, man. whole big, fat bunch of fun. I will not be going personally.
3: <laughs> You'll be trying to pass a kidney stone. Don't have the
4: time or the money <laughs> or the, um, yeah, you know. The thing. net somehow I missed it. Hope hope you don't have a rocky show, 2222, boosted. Thanks. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, that's that's my wrap. That's my, uh, that's my on-chain shit statement.
3: Well, it's been a rocky week, and I wanted to give a shout-out to Mousy Bear, who started making CBD gummies, which I'm really excited to try. But because she started making CBD gummies, uh, some of her payment processors, Stripe, looking at you, uh, flagged her for selling high risk products, and is not allowing her to uh, make sales, receive payments. So right now she can only get money through PayPal. And uh, I mean, I told her time to make a node, time to get a BTC pay server, start taking some Bitcoin. But yeah, and then uh, to to make matters worse, uh, the Macedon instance she was on, Free Talk Social. Said that she violated some rules, oh. probably for selling high-risk products like CBD. It's just ridiculous. Can you Like, just that term, high-risk, and then put CBD next to it. It's like, oh, you mean hemp? Something yeah, extracted from 50 state hemp? Yeah, the 50-state
4: legal? Isn't everybody yeah, and their cousin on that's Facebook selling that shit?
3: 2018 Farm Bill, Ugh. bitches. But, you know, all the federal bullshit, and you can't bank... And sell uh, weed products, and then you can't be a little guy trying to make any sort of sales. You, they always got to strike down the little mom-paw stores, you know?
4: Yep. Well, haters going to hate. <laughs> this is another uh, use case for those. I always say, you know, run your own node. And uh, if you set up an online store and run your own node, you can integrate BTC Pay Server. There's built-in options on Umbral and on Raspi Blitz to do that. And then you can just set up your own payment processor. On the Lightning
3: Network. Sorry, and then you're uncancelable. Yep. And you don't have to ask for permission. Uh, but the good news is, uh, I saw that Eriner deleted like a hundred inactive accounts on No Agenda Social. So I sent that uh, invite link over to Mousy Bear, and she now has an uncancelable NOS account. So Woo! go give her a follow. I made a toot about her. I said, "Hey, look, a wild Mousy Bear appeared," and I posted a picture. Of she posted with her lovely hand holding the CBD gummies ah, yes. in the shape of a pot leaf, good toot. Beautiful modeling hands, by the way. For what it's worth, I love Massey Bear's website and her products. Me too. I guess you want to hear the top three thirty-three this week. Um, yeah, I,
4: I was. I was wondering what <laughs> they would be.
3: Well, first one, uh, just a silly little story I saw about an Estonian yoga teacher who's thirty-three years old. And has taught herself to orgasm without physical stimulation. Oh, jeez. Now, we know it's possible, you know? You just do that breathing, uh, take some tantric training, you know?
4: Must be fucking nice. Must be
3: fucking nice. Come by your imagination alone. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, they wanted to prove if it's real or not, because people have claimed to be able to do this forever. They're fucking full of shit. She says she can... You know, any woman is capable of it, and I would like to put a little asterisk there and say any person is capable of this. I think men can do it, too, if you put your mind to it. You come for me. Yeah, or come for yourself. It's the power of the mind. Um, So she went in for some lab testing, uh, and they decided to do some blood tests. They drew blood 30 minutes before she uh, had an orgasm by the power of her mind. And breathing and whatever. Uh, And then they drew blood again 30 minutes after. So first, she held an orgasm for five minutes. And I didn't watch the video. I didn't even see it. But I guess there's one out there of her, you know, like writhing about on a hospital table (laughs) coming uh, for five whole minutes. And uh, the blood test 30 minutes later noted that her prolactin levels, a hormone that is released after orgasms, did increase by 25%. And then they had her come in another day and uh, do this focused orgasm for 10 minutes, and the prolactin levels increased by 48%. But there was an asterisk there that her levels were already pretty high that day. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, the prolactin. She was pre beating it. pre (laughs) beating. Go away, baitin'. (laughs) In my brain. (laughs) Not with my hands.
4: Look, behind no hands.
3: <laughs> and uh, they noted in their little study notes that there were no other hormonal increases. So, kind of interesting. Um, she said that she got into this line of study because uh, intercourse is painful for her as she suffers from vaginismus, which is the ouch, don't put anything in my vagina issue. So, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. And, you know, they talked about uh, in the article how, oh, these numbers show that something's going on, but if you just have sex, all of these levels and other hormones will be much higher. And, you know, there's no emotional intimacy, and the magic of sex is missing. So <laughs> sex with another human. But whatever. This is a thirty-three story. Yeah. Um. After a two-year hiatus, 33 student robotics teams competed in downtown Fresno on Saturday. The coverage was so terrible, all I garnered from it was that masks were required.
4: Oh, God.
3: Yeah. It said that there were global teams, like teams from around the world, but they didn't say from where. They didn't give me any details on the cool robots they made. Didn't tell me who won, if there were any competitions, if any robots got destroyed by other robots. Like, none of the juicy deets were included. I couldn't believe it. waste of space lame yeah and just to prove that this was a very boring 33 week my third story tonight is that rent in tampa is 33 percent higher than it was in 2021 but that last month it dropped by 1.3 percent so if we do the math here it's like 32% 32% higher. They just had to punch in those numbers to get 33 in the headline, which is something we notice they do all the time. That's right. Ridiculous. Gotta
4: have that 33.
3: Yeah. And if you were curious what a uh, one-bedroom apartment is going for in Tampa these days, it looks like around $1,580 against a median statewide rent of 1578 So two bucks more expensive. Or really just right on the level. Were you lad? Of rent in Florida, so woo lad indeed. I was glad that there was not so much coughing going on this week.
5: Oh <coughs> yeah, shit!
4: Maybe, maybe not in your thirty-three stories.
3: Yeah, well, I, I was gonna say of the coof variety. Uh, two stories. There were thirty-three new cases in Nepal and thirty-three deaths in Michigan, and that's it. That's all I got. Now we can go behind the curtain.
4: Oh sweet!
3: You can get some sweet relief.
4: I've been needing some uh, behind the curtain action all week.
3: Seriously. Can can I share my story? Uh, you looked so pained when I was like talking about bringing you to the hospital and stuff, but can I tell people how ridiculous I am with my needle problem? Yeah. And What of course. a problem I had. So, <laughs> I'm in the I'm the one that brought the wolf to the hospital, of course. And um The wolf cub had woken up by us talking and being awake early in the morning. So I brought him with and I left the girls with their pop. And uh, of course, you know, I knew they were going to give him an IV. I just knew it. But as bowlers may remember, no, I am like deathly scared of needles. I don't know why. It's just the process of like inserting needles and all that stuff just really bugs me. It makes me ill. So this nurse comes in, a male nurse, and He's like telling you, you just got to stay still for like a few moments so I can get the IV set up, the port in. And uh, you were just like, oh, I just can't get comfortable, but I'm going to just lay like this. And I noticed you turned your back towards me so that I couldn't watch the process. I didn't know if that was like on purpose or not. Uh but I appreciated that. Yeah. But what of I don't appreciate is my brain still showing me images of needles puncturing skin and all this stuff. So I literally turn even though I can't see the nurse putting the needle in your arm, I turn my back to you. I put my head against the wall and I start deep breathing. But what happens? I still get tunnel vision. I still start sweating. I can hear and just on- from
4: like how you're breathing that like you're about to fall <laughs> Yo, over. I'm
3: on the verge of passing out. So I take your coat and I made like a nest on the ground to put the baby in. Because I can't pass out with a baby in my arms, I was you like, know? put him
4: on the floor.
3: Yeah, you're like, put the baby on the floor. But it just felt- I've
4: seen her hit the bricks before. Oh, I've had to catch You've her out of the air. Me.
3: In hospitals before. So, what yeah. if
4: uh, you look at like the the little red dot where it? Went in?
3: <gasps> oh, oh that's not so bad. It's like the needle. I see it. I see the. It's not touching it. Oh
4: it's like pretty much healed there's just a little red dot where it went in right it's on the, the vein.
3: needle slipping into the skin it bugs me so much i i can't i don't <laughs> know what it is okay it's just my autism i guess i don't know <laughs> 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 but there's so it's like how i'm afraid of balloons popping okay yep. like stupid things and needles mm. are one of those stupid things uh so but like specifically like Blood draws and injection. I can watch someone get a tattoo. I can watch someone get a piercing. But blood draws and injections, just whew, it's too much for me. And yeah, oh, dude, I thought I was going to hit the ground. But it made me feel worse because the guy was, like, telling you about fentanyl when this all started. And I'm, like, picturing myself just going pale white, getting the sweats, rocking back and forth. I pulled my knees up to my chest. I'm in the fetal position. I'm putting my baby on the ground. I thought, Jesus, this nurse is going to think I'm, like... I got a problem. Some like I'm a fentanyl addict, you know. Yeah, I'm a junkie sitting over here. Oh. oh my goodness, that was terrible. I never minded it even when I was little. Oh, you're a better man than I am.
4: And I always had great veins for it. Or at least that's what <sighs> they said to me. And I didn't like ruin mine by using them myself. Yeah, I've well, never, I've never stabbed myself.
3: My midwife tells me I have great veins, but I don't like hearing that. So, uh <laughs> oh. anyway, you know what I also don't like hearing when there's new packs on the scene
4: oh boy the weed
3: scene and this week the pack has a great name this new one protect our kids pack
4: oh boy brought to you
3: by the vice president of sam smart approaches for marijuana or whatever the prohibitionist group is and uh yeah right away Started a campaign with tens of thousands of dollars that they got from who knows where. Uh, yeah.
6: I like money, though. Yeah.
3: With the sole purpose of trying to unseat uh, South Carolina's Representative Nancy Mace, who, of course, filed a uh, legalization bill last year on the Republican side of things. Right. Uh, I heard that today they started a new campaign to unseat a Colorado rep. So they're just going to waste money attacking politicians and. Yelling into the sky and saying, "Please, won't somebody think of the children?" Over and over again. You know, I I went to their website and there will be a link in the show notes. And it made me sad because there are a lot of parents who've lost their children who are behind that group and pump. You know, just pumping money into it and being the mouthpieces for it. It kind of reminds me of like mad. Mother's Against Drunk Driving. Yeah. And you're like, man, I see your pain and I see your anger, but this is not the way, like, this is not where you should channel that hurt and that energy. And they're blaming weed for their kids' deaths. Like, all these deaths are suicides. And they're like, well, they were smoking pot and then they killed themselves. So it was obviously the pot that was doing it. And you see the attacks specifically on concentrates, on dabs, you know? I remember... When concentrates were just being talked about in the public eye, I was like, uh-oh, this is the crack of the cannabis world. You know, here comes the big scare. And that's what a lot of this organization is focused on. So, eh, you hate to see it. But what can you do? Coexist, I guess, and just keep pushing back against the propaganda. Um... <laughs> I guess that the percentage of Americans testing positive for drugs hit a two-decade high last year. Whoa. Yeah, that's according to Quest Diagnostics, who does a bunch of drug testing for employers. And they also noticed that fewer companies are testing for THC.
7: I don't know. I haven't done a lot of different
6: drugs.
3: Which is great, because people may be using it as medicine now, legally. So you should respect that. Of course... Financial services and federally regulated businesses are still going to test. But, you know, bowlers aren't applying for those jobs, probably. So it doesn't really matter. Um, What was the high for weed tests being positive, you might ask? It wasn't 4.2%, which I was hoping for. It was 3.9% positive Ah. rate. Pretty low for an all-time high.
4: I would say so, yeah. But,
3: you know, most people who smoke weed aren't going to piss in a cup, I would guess. You know, nah, for nope. a drug test. Like, oh, you're going to test me for a drug that I definitely use.
4: I did want to mention that, too, when uh, they do the rundown of, oh, do you do this? How do you do that in the hospital? And they're like, oh, do you oh, do yeah. any recreational drugs like marijuana? I always, I've always, said no now for a long time. And it's just like, you know what? You fuckers lie to me all the time. Like, why you, are you, you going to expect me to be honest with you? Yeah, seriously. Just like, No. No, and if you find out otherwise, then maybe we'll talk about it, but no. But they're not going to. If you're just going to ask me, then no. I don't do any of that shit, no.
3: Yep, yep. And (laughs) some cigarettes, dude. When you told a guy you don't smoke cigarettes, which, I mean, you don't go out and buy cigarettes all the time, but when you told that guy, no, I don't smoke, he was like praising you.
4: Oh, I know. I think a lot of people uh, smoke around.
3: Oh, small town, Missouri, I guess. Yeah. Is where we were, so... He's like, oh my goodness, I finally meet someone. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, this is why I just, you know, if you smoke socially, just put no.
4: <laughs> yeah, I recommend, I mean, I used to, when I was like a naive college kid and I was like <coughs> out on my own and stuff, I was like,
3: yeah, I smoke pot.
4: To my doctor. Ugh, uh, never. And,
3: uh. Don't trust a hoe. Exactly. Never trust a hoe. The only thing
4: that can go is either bad or indifferent. It's never going to go good. You're never going to be, like, getting a fist bump from your doctor. So, oh,
3: yeah, all right. You smoke some weed. Cool. No.
4: Just, just tell them no.
3: Nah. The
4: fuck, they going to know. They look into your ear with a little light bulb. They're not going to be able to tell.
3: Yeah. So uh, Yeah, never give them a reason to put a red light on you or whatever. <laughs> That's not a phrase, but, I, but you know what I mean. No red
4: lights on me, bro. <laughs> I can't handle that shit. No
3: red flags. No red flags for the medical establishment players, okay? I just want them to leave me alone. Give yeah, me at least don't give them a
4: free one. Yeah. Give
3: me the painkillers and get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of like get me the fuck out of here and leave me alone, the FDA sent out warning letters to seven CBD companies this past week uh, because the companies had claims on their products that it could prevent or treat COVID-19. Now, just as a rule of thumb, I don't care what you sell or make or whatever, Just I would leave the term COVID-19 off of it. Yeah, you know, it's like a buzz term.
4: It's like a trend that's already died. <laughs> so It's a
3: trend that's it's died. It's not going to help you. Now, they did have the studies cited, but of course, these aren't like FDA approved all the way through studies. You know, it's like phase one, phase two stuff. We've talked about CBD being great for, you know, attack, preventing especially. Yeah, the coof. But do you think the government's ever gonna accept and acknowledge and like say that to you? No, but they will. You know, take your money and punish you if you try to say that. So, meh, it sucks. It's it's like you can't. Uh, if you're with the CBD stuff, it's like you can't even say what it could, how it could potentially help you, because then you're putting yourself in like a liability risk, just because they don't have the studies. I put that in finger quotes, studies on the books to back it up, even though there's plenty of them out there that you can look up. Frustrating. Frustrating. And and that rolls right into my next story, um, which Quirk S sent to me. So thank you, Quirk S. Uh, CNN came out with a story this week claiming that THC and CBD exposure in the womb uh, has negative effects on children. And... What did, what did they say it did? Well, they said that babies born to moms who used medical marijuana had lower birth rates, became obese by the age of five, and had higher blood sugar levels. And I just think that's so fucking ridiculous. Because obesity and having higher blood sugar levels, like, by the age of five, too, okay? What do we have to take into consideration? How's your daily diet? Do you exercise? Like, you know? How does smoke and pot in utero affect that at all?
4: I know. that seems like a little bit too late down the line for all that.
3: Also, the study that they cited is of the equivalency of the CBD prevents COVID-19 variety. You know, this hasn't been like all the way through performed over and over again with a large group of people. This was 103 women. 103. That's a pretty small threshold. And... I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot more that they're not looking into. Like, how is your prenatal health? You know, that's pretty important. Were you taking care of yourself while you were pregnant? It's not just are you smoking weed or eating edibles or whatever. And that's another thing. They don't talk about the method of ingestion. They just specifically attack THC and CBD. So these moms were recruited through what's called the Colorado Healthy Start Program and this went hand in hand with something i was reading the other day um as 420 approaches in now legal states you're going to start seeing these april education campaigns coming out and massachusetts is the one i was uh, getting a good laugh at because they made a website dedicated to you know knowing What's safe and dangerous about weed? And it's all just like, hey, if you have kids, make sure your weed is locked up so they don't eat your edibles. Hey, you don't know where that extract you bought from your neighborhood dealer came from. It could be dangerous. You should only buy from retail dispensaries. And stuff like that. Just stupid things. But they had a tab for pregnancy and pregnant women. And so, of course, I went there, being a mom and such. And it said... While there's no studies on the true effects of using, mar- using weed while pregnant on the unborn child, uh, the CDC and the FDA say that you shouldn't do it, along with the American Association of Pediatrics. They say that you shouldn't use medical weed while pregnant. And that's it. That's all it said. It's like, they say it, so it's holy law, you know? Just... Just don't do it because alphabet soup (coughs) agencies 1, 2, and 3 said it's bad. Okay? Simple as. No, not simple as. And this article falls back on those scare tactics too with the FDA coming in talking about how not all weed products, none of them, have an FDA stamp of approval. And then the CDC is in there saying we don't know enough. People have been using weed for... Thousands of years now. It's a plant that God gave to us, but we don't know enough about it because we haven't done scientific laboratory studies to tell you if it's safe and effective.
4: (laughs) Seems to work okay for me. It's
3: ridiculous. And, well, you've never been a pregnant mom, though. The only thing that... Not yet. Pregnant moms who use weed have to worry about is getting tested in a hospital environment and then having their names thrown on a list given to... The social services, you know, yeah, that's what makes pot use during pregnancy dangerous. It's the threat of having your kids taken away or having your life interrupted by government agencies who do more harm than good. And for what it's worth, before I was a mom, I talked to our midwife. We were interviewing midwives, you know, looking for the one for us. And I asked her uh, what her thoughts were on weed use during pregnancy because a lot of women they'll go get a pharmaceutical drug to treat nausea and stuff you don't see warnings about that you know you don't see people saying oh you have chronic pain and you you use opiates you need to stop that while you're pregnant and you probably should see that but you don't see that as much as you should stop smoking weed while pregnant my midwife said the only thing she noticed that was different about moms who smoked weed during pregnancy and moms who didn't, is that the placenta was darker, like a darker color. And it looked sort of, it looked like a smoker placenta, you know? Like a smoker long, a smoker placenta.
4: Sure. Get the resin in it.
3: Yeah, that's all. She said the babies were healthy and mom was healthy and everything else. And she delivers hundreds of babies. So, a year. I mean, this woman has delivered thousands, tens of thousands of babies over her lifetime. So I trust her over CNN. Ah, It's just ridiculous. And you know what makes it more ridiculous? They had a video on their page, and I thought it might be related to the anti-medical weed during pregnancy premise, but it wasn't. It was a four-year-old video of Sanjay Gupta's little web series that he's doing on the science behind weed and how it affects the brain and stuff. And there was this interesting point at the end, and I just had to clip it. Now, I do apologize for the background music, but here it is.
2: There's some 500 different chemical compounds. All these compounds work together. It's something known as the Entourage Effect. It's important because you can't just take a chemical out of marijuana and make a
3: medicine. You need the whole plant, especially when it comes to using pot instead of pills. I couldn't believe that because this article was attacking THC and CBD specifically, you know, cannabinoids taken out of the plant and just singling them out. And then I was like, wow, pot instead of pills. Can you believe that? Yeah. The whole thing suggests you go to, you know, follow your doctor's advice. You got nausea. There's a pill for that. Not pot. Stay away from the pot. You're crazy and endangering your child's life if you use a plant to treat your ailments. Ugh just ridiculous no good no good you know it also is ridiculous what's that a lot more people were talking about weed this week yeah because the house a lot
4: of chatter on this
3: yeah well the house of representatives have once again passed the more act and a lot of people have forgotten that it already passed yeah back in definitely uh, forgot Jeez, it was november 2019 the first time it passed yeah when it truly made history you know, wow, they voted and passed on a weed legalization bill. Can you believe that? Then it died in a committee.
4: I never even got assigned a committee as far as I'm aware, right?
3: Sure, it died. Yeah. That's all I know. It just it was dead news. But they made the history part. And I sure. thought I thought that's all they were going for. Well, it's back again. And it's passed the House. Personally, I said this last week and I'll say it again. I think it's dead in the water. I don't believe it has a chance to pass the senate and i will point mainly to the fact that senate majority leader chucky schumer has been hinting that he's dropping he's filing his own legalization bill around 420 so eh. amazon's public policy team threw their money and lobbying behind the more act uh but yeah i just don't see it go anywhere
4: i know and I, i saw that quote from nadler about like something of like Sometimes I think it would be better if you just didn't have this in it.
3: Oh, yeah, that was hilarious.
4: And uh it's language like that that makes me think it's kind of like, you know, all pomp and circumstance.
3: Definitely. It's a distraction. It's a, hey, look at this good thing going on so that we don't pay attention to or forget about all the bad shit. You know? Yeah. Give them a reason to vote. Because.
4: I don't know. People <laughs> uh seem very adamant to me. In, uh I got some emails about this and some DMs about it. Because I was like, yeah, you know, this has happened before. Yeah. People were like, oh, it will pass. It will pass. And I just didn't even push back or argue. You know, I'm just like, all right, well, I guess we'll see, won't we? <laughs>
3: uh, n- n- no. I don't think so. I really don't. There's really... I, you know... There's I-
4: nothing that's changed on a federal level to indicate it would pass. Yeah. You know? So unless, like... Unless I see it signed on somebody's desk...
3: <laughs> I just... See, all the money being behind Schumer and all the politics, all the popular voices, all the industry leaders, because he put out his draft before he even filed his draft. He went to all the cannabis players and was like, what do you want to see? What do you want to see? You know, probably big pharma. What do you want to see? What can we do in here to make this appealing to you? And then he's got the, you know, he's done conference after conference and announced like, I'm going to file my bill for 420. That's just beautiful. Right. That's beautiful. It, it's what's going on in Missouri, too, with the Cannabis Freedom Act. The media has just bowed down, laid down to roll out the red carpet for this one bill. They don't do that until they've got their wins strategically planned. Correct. If there's a win coming. So that's that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. We'll wait and see. Uh, Saki was asked at a White House press conference uh, about... The more act and here's what she said one good
1: question on another subject the house passed the bill today that would remove marijuana from the federal schedule of controlled substances every democrat save for two voted in favor of this bill does the president support the legislation um, well, first let me say that um, as the president said during the campaign, our current marijuana marijuana well, laws are not working. Uh, he agrees that we need to rethink our approach, including to address the racial disparities and systemic in- oh, okay. inequities uh, in our criminal justice system, broaden research on the effects of marijuana, and support the safe use of marijuana for medical purposes. Uh, we look forward to working with Congress to achieve our shared goals, and we'll continue having discussions with them about this
3: objective. Jackie, go ahead. Such a lame non-answer. She kind of sounded a little high there. I was going to say, she sounds so stoned. Like,
4: hey, wait, what? <laughs> what? Oh, never mind.
3: Oh, never mind, yeah. Yep. So, I don't know. Lots of issues with this bill, too. Mostly that it doesn't respect, um, you know, how the states want to run things. Yeah. And also that it just creates new crimes, which are punishable by $10,000 or five years in prison Or both. Yep. So if you buy weed from a dispensary and then get caught or set up to make it look like you turned around and sold some of that to a buddy or someone on the street, five years in prison for shit that should be legal.
4: Yeah, it does not end prohibition.
3: No, it's simply, it does take it off the Controlled Substances Act, which is great, and then it's going for decriminalization, It's a step
0: in the right direction, after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's
3: a step in the right direction, after all. (laughs) I can't say this enough, but just wait and pass a good bill. Just wait. It's not worth it to have so many more problems added. The creation of new alphabet soup federal organizations. You know? And they create a slush fund here. They call it a trust fund.
4: Yeah. Who do we trust? The attorney
3: general controls 50% of it. It's supposed to help communities impacted by the war on drugs. But, you know, when the government says it's going to help a group of people, how that always turns out. Right. Not good. And it also requires the Bureau of Labor Statistics to pull and share public demographic data on owners of businesses. Including, but not limited to, their marriage status, their race, their gender. Why do they need that? Why do they need that?
4: Why do they need that?
3: Oh, so that they can try and, you know, hit pretend numbers based on skin color and religion. If you're married to a man or a woman. Just ridiculous. And, of course, you know, the bill has been amended so that it will replace the word marijuana or marijuana with an H to cannabis.
4: Oh boy, that'll help.
3: (laughs) Yeah, right? To that, I just say, okay, homos. (laughs) What, if we're going by the genus name of a plant, and we might as well go by the genus name of our species, or homo sapiens, so hey, homo, what's up? (laughs) I don't know. I'm not into the cannabis thing. I don't use the word marijuana a lot. Call it weed or pot.
4: Yeah. I I don't really use marijuana or cannabis all that often.
3: Now I do say cannabis because when the word cannabis rolled out was when recreational legalization started right. rolling yeah. down the hill and gaining traction. And then the CIA popped up, the Cannabis Industry Association. Big weed. Big weed. Yeah, so I don't know, man. But this, this bill would just be a shit show if it passed, let me tell you. I mean, there's no discussion of regulatory framework in it really at all. You know, all the seed to sale and stuff, would they standardize it? No, but they like basically retain the right to tell the states how to do it.
4: Right, and they would give off the false impression that it's like legalized.
3: Expungements would only be for federal-level offenses, which is not the majority. Right. State and local offenses, those are the ones that need to be expunged, and there's no discussion of how to help state and cities, the smaller groups... Right. Start expunging people. Well,
4: for what that may be worth, the Fed doesn't have the legal jurisdiction to expunge state and local uh, charges.
3: No, but they should be able to, here we go, make a regulatory framework of how to implement it, don't you think? Like, this is how it's done. They could provide this a little direction. has yeah. done it successfully and quickly. Because you don't want to waste time with that kind of stuff. Yes. And then there's no mention of age, which I thought was interesting. Like, it doesn't say, you know... It's illegal or legal for people 18 and older or 21 and older, of course, is the more common number we're seeing. So like, oh, can a 8-year-old ride around on their bike with weed? Yeah, under federal law. I know, I know. I'm just pushing it too much, but oh well. I guess the plus side would be the banks could work with licensed businesses, you know, and businesses could get loans, like business loans that other businesses are allowed to get. Sure. Um, but all in all, I think this is a nothing burger, you guys. I think it's a nothing burger.
4: Well, I doubt I'll even pass anyway, so it's not really
3: That's why it's a nothing burger.
4: Doesn't even matter.
3: Carolyn sent me a great clip. Thanks, Carolyn, and I got this little ISO out of it from uh Georgia 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 rep Buddy Carter. I can tell you marijuana is nothing more than a gateway drug. <laughs> Can you believe I, people still really think this?
4: Well, and he's said, I can tell you also. There's a keep qualifying. So the qualifier. Yeah. The qualifier removes the need for truth in it because he can tell you that, you know, which is true. He can tell you that. Yeah.
3: And he just did. Good point. Maybe he has experience, you know. Maybe. It can lead to other drugs. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, she was a cop too, right? Roseanne's sister. Yeah. So she knows. She knows.
0: I don't think this stuff is working.
3: <laughs> just me and my ganja. <laughs> She's sitting in that bathtub. It's just me and my ganja. Oh, goodness. Well, also in the House this week, uh, representatives passed the Medical Marijuana Research Act yesterday. And I thought that this was the bill the Senate passed last, last month, but I was wrong. That's a different bill with the same premise, allowing researchers to use state legal dispensary products for research instead of the stuff that's being grown at the university of mississippi and a handful of other dea allowed places so we'll see where that goes
4: keep an eye on it
3: (laughs) yeah it's written in the bowl notes (laughs) uh the arizona court of appeals reversed a decision this week um which had put a medical weed patient on a list of child neglecters and abusers because she used her medicine while she was pregnant.
4: Oh, my God.
3: Yep. And I think they made the right decision reversing that. Yeah. But the problem is, you know, you can't go back and give back that time that you took away from her and her child. Right. And when a child is first born, you know, that's when they need their mom the most. And I'm sure that's when they came right in and just slapped the charges on her and took the baby away so
4: crazy they can do that kind of shit
3: (laughs) yeah it's evil is what it is it's fucking evil and it makes me sick because if a if a mom is using painkillers and a child is born or you know fuck let's just say fentanyl off the street you know you're using fentanyl a child is born shaking with withdrawals addicted to a substance you know what they do they get the mom help and they get the baby help and that's that but if you touched weed while pregnant, you're a fucking criminal. It's insane. It's insane. It makes me mad. So mad. But anyways, on a lighter note, Colorado is auctioning off some weed-themed license plates to raise money for the disabled.
4: Oh, yeah, that's what you want on your car driving around?
3: <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. We smoke hellas. Well, last year they raised like forty five thousand dollars, and the top seller was Tegrity.
4: That makes sense. Yeah,
3: I thought a. <laughs> you know, you might be all right driving around Co- Colorado with this, but as soon as you leave that state, especially if you're going east and you hit Kansas, oh boy, watch your ass. No shit. And also, even
4: in Colorado, you know, they don't
3: need a reason to pull you over uh, besides your plate. It seems like on the highway, you know. Uh, Hey, I see you kind of swerved a little bit over the line when you were, you know, you put your blinker on and went over, but you did it kind of fast. You okay? No, motherfucker, because I have to deal with you now. You
4: gotta be suicidally stupid to have a weed license plate, dude.
3: Yeah, well, up for grabs, if you're interested, is uh, high, pipe, smoke, pot, (laughs) blunt, dabbing, terpene, toker, and then these two just ugh, are cringeworthy. Vizine and ugh. Normal. Like, oh yeah, I want a fucking organization name for my bumper, you fuck. Unless <laughs> they were paying me great money. No. No, I don't run that shit. And Vizine, like, you want to advertise a product on your bumper?
4: No. Oh. That's, that's pretty silly, all, all of it.
3: It's all so silly. I didn't even know you could auction off license plates. Yeah, NetNet has an even better suggestion. Hi. AF. Where's that one? Idiots. They're missing out on some good ones. But, hey, anything for the disabled, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Anything for money. In Lamar, Colorado, a judge tossed the results of some recreational weed initiatives saying that the city violated its charter during the initiative process. Another case of why did you wait so fucking long? to tell people that the initiative wasn't kosher, you know, it wasn't good to go. Um, they had two initiatives, probably to get around some stupid clause that says it can only be one issue on the thing. Uh, the first is that the city would legalize recreational weed, and the second is that, uh, well, the second asked, should a special sales and excise tax be approved for recreational weed? And those idiots voted 54% yes on both. Why would you vote yes on a tax when it's a separate measure? Yes to recreational pot, no to a tax. How about that?
4: Yeah, well...
3: Well, anyways, that's not the issue. The issue is that the city clerk approved the petitions with 221 signatures, which was 5% of the ballots cast in the last election. But the city charter requires 15%. Ugh. Yeah, so now the city council has to meet in an executive session and figure out what the fuck they're going to do to undo the vote on recreational sales in their city.
4: I'm sure they'll figure out a way to undo it.
3: I mean, with the way that recreational rolls out anywhere, it's uh, not like anything is, you know, rolling ahead quickly. Like, oh, hey, shops, you got to close. No, no one's even got a shop open, I'm guessing. Uh, Bad news for... uh, Illinois people who have gotten licenses. Last week I said that the judge looking over the super case uh, could have taken control of the licensing stay and issued out the 185 licenses that have been put on hold because people are arguing about whether or not they should have gotten a license. She has decided to do nothing, nothing and says that the stay should remain in place while a different case decision is waited upon.
4: Hurry up and wait.
3: Yeah, that's exactly what I always say. Because uh, this other case has been stalled because the judge retired right <laughs> in the middle of it. Nice. Now they're looking for a new judge.
4: Get him a cake.
3: So, hey, we know that you've rented your building, you hired staff, and you can't pay the bills. You also can't take out a small business loan because weed is federally illegal. Good luck to you. Just wait a little bit longer. I mean, you made it this far, right? Assholes. <laughs> New Jersey is facing delays rolling out the recreational market. Surprise, surprise. Sales were supposed to begin at the end of February this year. And, of course, you know, regulators were like, oh, we missed the deadline. Mm. And that was it. That's all we heard. So people in New Jersey are getting a little angry and ticked off, you know. They're ready to go buy their weed, smoke some pot, They just want to calm down and forget about all this. But they can't. So one of the regulators went on a talk show. And here's what she had to say about the whole thing.
8: But we get it. We understand that people are eager to have uh, retail sales begin. A lot of people have been waiting for that very moment, myself included. But it's important that we get it done right. Uh, Even the New Jersey Monitor recently uh, acknowledged how other states have uh, fared in this regard, Uh, states that have rushed or God launched their sales too quickly, they saw supply crunches. Um, And so if we don't get this done right, we're not very intentional and deliberate with how we launch our adult use market here in New Jersey. We could see supply crunches as well. We could see patients losing access to their medicine, not to mention long lines and and heavy traffic in our neighborhood streets. And so I imagine that constituents would Uh, be just as upset under those conditions as well
3: no god forbid people line up to spend money in your area
4: we don't want to give the people the pot too early because then they could not have the pot
3: (laughs) this fuck are you
4: talking about
3: (laughs) yeah this was like the first time (laughs) i recall someone holding up the patience As a shielded defense, please, won't someone think of the patients? Right. If we just roll out recreational, they might not be able to get their medicine. How fucking absurd. I've never heard that.
4: It's like they might run out versus they will definitely not have any. Yeah. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've heard in a while.
3: It is very dumb. Dumb dumb of the day. And I, oh, just the condescending tone. Like, we get it. And the vocal fry. It's just a lethal combination.
4: Bitch on the phone with customer service with you.
3: Total cunt. I
4: hear your concern.
3: Former ACLU lawyer. Now chair of the Cannabis Regulatory Commission. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. And fucking New Jersey. Yeah. (sighs) Utah Governor Spencer Cox signed two medical weed bills this week. He's on a roll signing those things. Wow. First, he signed Senate Bill 46, which protects medical patients from being punished at work for legally using their medicine at home. Pretty important. And Senate Bill 195 adds chronic pain as a qualifying condition so you can take pot and not pills. I love it. I thought that was great. Uh, you know, while I think of it, just to bring up the MORE Act one more time, isn't it absurd that... They want to strike the word marijuana from everything, but it's in the title of their fucking bill.
4: It's beautiful.
3: The, the actual absolute state of things right now. Anyways, uh, over some big ponds and far away from here, in New Zealand, cannabis plants had to be removed from parliament grounds because the weed fairy came along and sprinkled seeds all about. Uh-oh. Yep. Of course, possession and cultivation is very much illegal in New Zealand. Um, And there was a 2020 referendum to legalize weed, but that failed.
6: You can't.
3: Largely because of the COOF nonsense. And my final story for Behind the Curtain tonight, although we're not leaving this area of the bowl, um, is that, I don't know if you saw this, the Taliban has decided to once again outlaw Afghanistan's poppy production. Uh huh. Yep, they pulled this stunt in 1994, 1995, and then when they were removed from power, allegedly in 2001, the opium started being grown again. Of course, there's like millions of farmers out there who make their living off of growing opium, I'm sorry, and poppies. I say opium, but you know, poppies, poppies. Right. And um, so this they made this announcement too, right as they're all about to harvest. Like, it's harvest season. And now they're threatening to jail farmers who try and harvest it. Oh, Um, God. So they're proposing that they burn all the crops. And while they were at outlawing the poppies, uh, they also decided to outlaw hashish and alcohol.
4: That sounds like fun.
3: Yeah. Fun times. Uh, According to the UN's Office of Drugs and Crime, Afghanistan accounts for 80% 80% 80% of the world's supply of opium products.
4: Holy Moses.
3: But that's not where Big Pharma gets their shit from. They're not internationally licensed for medicinal use, legal medicinal use. Yeah. Um, actually, when it comes to that and where the poppies are bought to be turned into pharmaceutical drugs eventually, <laughs> bastardized, shall we? tasmania is the largest producer so this doesn't really hurt anyone except for the farmers it seems like ouch yeah they want to say of course it's gonna help with illegal drugs illegal drug trades but sure no, nope, you're just putting a bunch of people out of fucking work that's typical yeah typical taliban what can i say <laughs> they're not
4: they're not good guys man no. <laughs> no you know who is a good guy though He's the Reverend Cybertrucker. Hell
3: yeah, he is. Who
4: figured out boostograms and who almost always figures out how to get us a metal moment right on time. And, of course, he's right back with another one here.
7: Woo! In the bowl and in the morning, this here is the Reverend (coughs) Cybertrucker and Kenny with this week's Metal Moment. Slave to Sirens is a band that technically shouldn't exist. Being from Beirut, Lebanon, is the first hurdle that they had to climb. Being all female is the other. Formed in 2015 in Beirut, Lebanon, this five piece certainly gives larger bands a run for their money, and Terminal Leeches is probably one of their best
2: offerings.
4: Yeah, how's that for a speaker test?
3: Fuck yeah. Bringing the metal. They're bringing it. No Girl doubt. band who rocks hard.
4: Yeah, putting it all the way out there, man. Loving it. We're loving the Rev, too. You can follow him at RevCybertrucker at NoAgendaSocial.com and see where he'll take you next.
3: Yep. I know that I think there's only one choice left that he had for these locations, so I think I know where he might be going next week, but we'll see.
4: We shall see. We shall also see who crawled into our voicemails. These are the bowlers who gave us a ring at 816-607-3663 and told us about the first time uh the first time that uh, they ever fell on their ass or maybe some other first times. You can always get older first times in too. Oh yeah. Cuz remember you may be listening to this episode way in the future and hearing a prompt and thinking, "Oh, I've got a great story about that." Well, that's just fine. You can still call in 816-607-3663. The voicemail line will answer your call and record your lovely voice anytime.
7: The first time I ever lost my shit at work, um, man, yeah, I lost my wallet.
3: Oh, that's I
7: my. Cool. I, I mean, I lose shit all the time, but I lost my wallet at work. That was the first time I ever lost any of my shit at work, and it was my wallet, and I never did find it again. I don't know if it got stolen or what. Damn. I had to get a whole new debit card and all that shit.
4: I hate it when it
9: fucking crazy.
4: Well, that's no good. In the in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Uh, that, of course, it's like I was saying, previous topic can be weighed in a pond, And uh, they're always good. It's no stale first time I ever... So they're always a great story if you got a great story about it. Uh, and this
5: next call usually has pretty great stories. You know, I... Uh, when, first time I fell on my ass... Well, actually, the funny thing about that is, uh, well, of course, the first time I fell on your ass, you're a kid and you're trying to walk, so I don't remember that. But I think I remember the last time I fell on my ass. So I was running, um, I was I was running in a place that was probably not advisable, and I was trying to actually run down, um, well, a steep hill, kind of um, to get down to a sidewalk. And uh, yeah, I I was trying to go down the, you know, it's, a, it's a kind of a rock wall, and I was trying to go down it, and yeah. Uh, and, and I, I slipped and uh, fell right on my ass and kept going, you know. A lot of things are kind of knocking me in my ass right now, uh, with everything that's going on. So, uh, that's all you gotta do is, uh, you know, get, get up and keep running. Cause, uh, you know, that's what my friend said, uh, you know, fuck it and drive on. In the bowl, y'all.
4: In the bowl, oh boy.
3: In the bowl.
4: Yep. drive on, man. Got to drive on, just like this next caller drove on.
7: Oh man, it's Tuesday. Oh man, it's bowl after bowl, and it's very National Caramel Day, oh. or is it Caramel Day? No caramels in California. It's Caramel Day. Anyway, the first time I ever fell on my arse, I mean, I do not remember. I was a little child, not even one. You're old and, uh, you know, cause little kids are little kids and we fall down. Oh, when yeah. We were little kids. I mean, I probably bet even Superman fell down on his arse when he was a little kid. So, I mean, there's that, there was that one time that, uh, Sir Spencer like pushed me to the ground and I fell on my arse and then he was like, get in the, get in the mini Cooper and drive. And we drove around <laughs> Highway 1 and we went off the hill. But, you know, there was, uh, but the last time that I remember that I, like, really fell my arse, I was up in, uh, we were, the wife and I were up in uh, the Tahoe area, Lake Tahoe, California, Nevada-ish, whatever. Uh, it's a map. You can use it. Look it up. <laughs> um, and we're going on this little hike, and we just had boots on with no, like, spikes or anything like that. And there's a little hill, and it was nice and icy, which uh had not planned on, she had not planned on, and uh, all of a sudden I just was trying to walk real careful on the ice, and I had a big old backpack with all this stuff in it, was carrying some weight in there just for exercise purpose and whatnot, and all of a sudden I I took a wrong step and just slipped down the ice and went down like 10, 10, 12 feet or whatever, and just slid on my back and fell on my arse, so that was the last time that I can remember really falling on my arse, but... The first time, I mean, dude, everybody's answer has to be before they're one-year-old. Yeah. But as far as anything beyond that, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Dan DeLorean, Sir Spencer, I love you guys. Remember, remember, well, I'm in the 5th of November, of course. Yeah. But remember to stay dangerous. Love you guys. Adios. <laughs> Christopher Battles. Oh was at social.
4: Oh, yeah, Christopher Battles, the one and only.
3: Oh, we love you, Christopher Battles.
4: Yeah, you're right. The first time has to be the time you don't remember. <laughs>
3: hey, man, though, he said under a year old, and I can tell you I was a lazy baby who did not walk until after a year old, so <clears throat> lazy baby. The wolf cub is also a lazy baby, I think. I don't think he's going to walk for a while. <laughs> no,
4: he doesn't have to.
3: No, he's got two big sisters to carry him around. just
4: crawls and screams.
3: And eats. Don't yep. forget the eating. He only screams because he's not eating.
4: This next caller is probably screaming.
3: A soul so broken, beat,
0: and shattered. Until you came, my life hadn't mattered. The life you breathed back into my being. Finally, a future my heart has begun seeing. Through my darkest days, you hold my hand. Evermore, the gentleman. As I push you away, you cling ever tighter. Staying stronger for me
3: until times are brighter. I love you.
4: Lots of love in the
3: bowl. That was the opposite of screaming. That's true. And for that, we thank you. Thank you, Phoenix. The princess.
4: Poems princess. Uh, This is the princess of Michigan, I believe.
3: So, uh,
9: I'm pretty certain I'm not going to remember the first time I uh, fell on my ass. Okay,
4: all right. Uh, We'll give you that one
9: because it was like when I was really young. Um, I do remember the first time that I really hurt my ass. Yeah, uh, there we by go. Kind of falling on it, and it was falling a, in a uh,
4: diaper is like small a BMX
9: uh, jump ramp Ooh. that I cleared the landing, and the bike flew out from underneath me, Ooh. and I landed directly on my ass and had uh, bruises and road rash on my ass because I had a pair of shorts on and they went straight up to my. Uh, uh, All the way up to expose my uh, butt cheeks, so the gravel could grind right into them uh, in a very nice, nice manner. Uh, I had to go get uh, it cleaned out with that nasty ass uh, soap that burns like a mofo. Uh,
4: The lie stuff.
9: Yeah, not fun. But I have a better story. Uh, So we, uh, when I was first growing up, we lived in a what would technically be a farmhouse it was in my my uh my mom's side of the family for like 140 years uh and then it had uh like the old school stairs with the landing that kind of you could look down uh from there was railing all the way around it uh on the upstairs and uh but then like the long set of stairs going down it was kind of your traditional farmhouse looking uh house and uh anyways i was too young to remember this but my mom tells this story quite graciously uh my sister was playing on the stairs and my mom was on the phone and uh she was like in just in the other room that was like on the other side of the wall from the stairs and uh my sister uh my mom heard the and it was my my sister. She fell down the stairs on her uh, on her backside, like slid all the way down. And uh, my mom came out, was on the phone. She's like, "Oh my gosh, hold on!" And then went over there. And then I asked my sister, uh, "I might have told this story. I don't know, but anyway, she asked my sister uh, when she came around the corner, and my sister was at the bottom of the stairs. Said, "Oh my gosh, how <laughs> how far did you fall?" And my sister uh, said, "She's probably like seven or eight at the time." Said. All the way stupid. Um, oh shit! I think I've said this before. Maybe I don't, I don't know. remember. I remember this saying one. this all the way stupid to uh, uh, in different contexts before. I don't know if it was on this show or maybe not, you told Dick um, the rat. Maybe become a running rooms. joke in my family for years. Is all the way stupid. So. Oh, we had the last bit. Damn you, boys, males! How dare you cut me off? No. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, last part of the story. Um, my sister. Couple years—it's uh, got to be uh, maybe five years ago—posted on uh, Facebook. Uh, she's like, "How did this happen?" I'm the mother of two year twenty-year-olds, um, and uh, anyway, which my reply was uh, because you went all the way, stupid. Nice
3: <laughs> in the boat. In the bowl, full circle. Oh, I love that.
4: Good work. Good work for an. Uh, good work for an inside joke.
3: Man. Net-Ned's sister's story and mine are not all that different. The first time I remember falling on my ass, I went all the way down the stairs.
4: Uh Uh-oh. Because
3: I was stupid. I don't really... (laughs) I was at my great-grandparents' house. And there was a little staircase with, like, a hallway that you could see. Because there's no wall there. It was just, like, a banister, you know? So you could see into the living room from the hallway. It was a cute little ranch house. And those stairs were wood. Hard wood. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh... Well, I think I was, like, dancing at the top of the steps, which is, you know, a really great, smart thing to do.
4: Maybe in socks.
3: Probably in socks, yeah. Yeah, because I wasn't allowed to be barefoot because old people, you know, they're like, cover your feet. Your feet are going to be cold. And you're like, no, I'm too. My feet don't get cold. I got hot feet all the time. Good circulation in this little body. Regardless dancing at the top of the stairs, lost my footing or slid or something, and just fucking bam, 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 right down the wooden steps. Ouch. And uh, my Nana was sitting in her recliner there, not just for Grandpa's, sitting in her recliner watching the boob tube, and she was like, oh, goodness. And I just remember getting up just a full holler, screaming. It scared the shit out of me. So I remember it vividly, even though I was definitely a toddler when that happened. Nice. Yeah. The last time I fell on my ass, I yelled pretty loud but i bounced right back up and did not cry i was carrying a basket of laundry up the stairs and missed that first step and just landed right on my ass and all the clean laundry just fell right over me onto the floor (laughs) to pick it all up so then i was just cussing you know
4: you and them stairs man yeah
3: i'm not a big fan
4: stare at the stairs and the stairs stare back
3: and sometimes they whisper i hate you (laughs) and then you fall
4: this next, uh, next collar
2: might have fell. Bowlers, bowlers, bowlers,
3: b-b-b-b- bowlers. B-b-b-b- bowlers.
2: Bowlers, bowlers. What hey, up? Hey, you, you, what do you see? I hope you can't because it's quite smoky. Ew. Oh, shit, that's all I
1: got.
2: Hey, what's up? It's Laren. Hey, Laren. I'm trying to participate in the first time ever this week since I am at work, but... I was able to dupe away to a quiet spot. Nice. Uh, First time I busted my ass. Mm. Don't know. Hard one to remember. I'm tall. I'm like six foot three. Whoa. Uh, I could trip over dirt as a kid, and I did most of the time until my 20s. Um, hmm. Yeah, so I fell down a lot, you know, uh, skateboarding. Yeah. Uh, Mainly just a speed junkie, wanting to go really fast. A memorable one was uh, about a year ago. Just over a year ago, we started to get some nice spring weather down here, Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, very uh, late winter, early spring. Grabbed one of my longboards, went cruising uh, on this uh, uh, walking and jogging path, kind of in the woods between my neighborhood and a local park. Uh, when writing a manual, I got a little too far back. Board shot out from underneath me. I thought I could jump off. Uh, my right foot made it. My left foot did not. Oh. And I rolled my ankle completely sideways Ouch. Uh, and then proceeded to fall on my ass. So that's pretty cool. Not. Nah. Nah. Uh, two weeks ago here at work, I uh, was on the phone talking to a coworker while trying to read a panel with a bunch of numbers and gauges. And there's a little concrete platform in front of the panel. Uh, just as I was going to hang up the phone, I stepped away, and I caught my bad ankle, and about one-eighth of my foot stayed on the concrete. Ugh. The other seven-eighths was not. So I completely fell over, and uh, as I was falling, I was able to kind of rotate myself to spin and land on my butt. Um, luckily, I missed the, uh, the uh, drainage grate that was right there and uh, there was no beer on the floor. Um, Luckily, that had been cleaned up a couple hours ago after that tank got cleaned. But yeah, I do it all the time. So there really is no first time that I remember, just kind of more about the most recent one. Anyway, hope y'all having a great show. Love you, bowlers.
4: Love you, Larry. Take care. Adios. We love you. Yeah, great call.
3: Fuck falling on your ass, though. Oh, (laughs) man.
4: It can really be the worst really be the worst at times, yeah,
3: especially if you ever heard that tailbone. <laughs> uh, I
4: hope this next color has an intact tailbone.
5: I always heard that drinking uh, lemonade because the acidity, and the citrus, and the lemon juice would help break down kidney stones. Oh uh, yeah, I've been sure how true that is. Lots of I lemon. love lemonade, so fuck yes. Uh, I'm talking like you either squeeze your own lemons or get a big bottle oh, of yeah. lemon juice and you know. You know we squeezed the lemons around lemon. here. Not that country time oh, horse shit. Right. First time I ever fell in ass. I don't know if it would have been the first time technically, but it was by far the most memorable. Yeah, uh, there we go. First month or so into Disney and I, and we're actually touring through the city, my family and, uh... Myself, uh, obviously, i lived in Greensboro, North Carolina. we lived there for a number of years, and I was coming back and was playing the uh, Coliseum, the same Coliseum that I had my graduation ceremony in, and the same Coliseum uh, I saw the Kiss Farewell Tour, I think, one of five, <laughs> four. And um, during the load-in, you know, we're loading in our ice. Uh, they don't put anything down, so you gotta just learn how to do all of your work while standing on top of fucking slick shit. And the metal, it'll burn ice. So you know, if you drop a shackle or some rigging equipment, or you know, it's like a connector or whatever. Depending on the connector, it's a metal one, like a metal housing. It'll just melt into the ice and make this big divot. And it's a pain in the ass for the skaters because now they got themselves a little like yep. place to catch a foot, catch the, the um, toe of their skate. <laughs> I've seen We so had this truss. So it was a it was an A frame, but it had the top like point of the A cut off, so it would come up. It was almost like a uh, I guess a trapezoid. Anyways, and they would come in stacks of six a little dolly, and. It's not necessarily like this anymore, but I was just on, like, the tail cusp end of a a real, like, DIY mentality inside of the Disney, or the Feld, I should say, the the Feld Entertainment guys, where you just tried to do as much as you could on your own because it was a pissing contest between everybody. Like, they would chastise you if you couldn't hoist up. Uh, 75-pound light 40 feet up into the air by yourself. And, you know, if you wore the spikes on your shoes to stop you from slipping around, uh, you'd get a good joshing. Um, So I'm trying to unstack this trust by myself. And if you got a running start and, like, lift and bounce it at the same time, you could pull it off the top section. Oh,
4: Pulling it off the top section.
5: Damn. I really hope that the last words that we're on that voicemail. We're pull it off. Damn close.
4: <laughs> pull it off the top section. Even better.
5: So I'm going to grab this piece of truss, and I get the first one off. Uh, I had had some practice, and I could figure it out. Like you just got to get the the you got to get it to where you can take the truss that you're the side that you're holding in your hand, lay it down on the ice, then go to the other end, fill the cart, pick it up, slide the truss, set it down. We're probably working with something eight feet and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, about eight feet tall once it's all strapped together and whatnot. And, uh, <laughs> I got to get the second piece. I got the first one off. I got the second one and I'm, I'm gearing up to do my thing where you got to pull it back and work at the same time. Uh, but I take a step back and I slip feet directly out from underneath of me in the air, straight down, Oof. pull the truss down off with it. Cracked the, uh, cracked the back of my head on the ice and somehow simultaneously pulled the truss into my face as I was falling. So I had this huge goose egg, (laughs) (laughs)
4: uh,
5: popped up on my forehead.
4: That sucks.
5: So that was a pretty good time. There was another time I fell hard enough to where it swelled my knee up and I couldn't get my pants on for like a a day or so, two days, because the knee was so swollen, um, you can get around really fast on ice. Yep. It's, it'll turn around and smack the ever-loving shit out of you. No in doubt. The bowl. <laughs> in the bowl.
3: In the bowl, boobs.
4: Man, that reminds oh. me of probably the most memorable fall of my ass time, which we had this uh, addition built onto our church, I don't know, in the early aughts. And it was just like this big, smooth, concrete patio to get into like the addition, you know? And so that was kind of the main entry and exit between services and after church and whatever, you know, and it led out to the playground and every winter, at least once or twice, that thing would get all wet and then just smoothly freeze over. Oh shit. Just like an ice rink, just totally slick the whole way. So it's kind kids used to just run and slide on it, you know, like dirty dancing style, just like run and then just do this little slidey foot and it would always just keep going until somebody got hurt. And I fell on my ass that time for sure. Uh, Just the heels went forward and ass went downward. And uh, luckily I missed the tailbone thing. I just, and I had kind of a snow pant things on.
3: Oh, nice. A little cushion. Yeah.
4: So it just went poof and it wasn't too bad. I mean, it hurt, but you know, it wasn't a big deal. I didn't get bruised. I wasn't walking weird the next day.
3: You didn't ruin the fun for everyone else? Yeah, no. The true injury? But then my friend
4: Josiah went after me, and he ruined the fun because...
3: Oh, shit.
4: He went super wacky and then was, like, doing the little spin thing, and it was, like, looking awesome, and then all of a sudden he went face first.
3: <gasps> oh, And no. broke
4: his fucking nose.
3: Oh, no. No. And then no one
4: was allowed to slip on the ice. Anymore.
3: Ah. How did they stop anyone from sliding around on the ice? I mean, they
4: pro- probably didn't anyway, but, you know, it, it- stopped for then. Yeah. And then for the next few weeks, you know, everyone could be like,
3: You remember to rise, but you can't, sleep. you can't slip. Can't slip. Too much flare on his slide.
4: Can't slip this next collar by me.
6: Bowlers, 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 bowlers.
3: What's that?
6: Spencer, how's your pee hole, man? Oh, it's I missed the beginning of the show. Still so intact. About the yeah. Kidney stone, I missed it.
4: It has not uh, passed yet.
6: Ugh, ugh. I feel for you, man. It sucks. Mm. best wishes and P.P. kisses for you (laughs) you. anyway the first time I fell on my ass um definitely as a kid I mean like falling on your ass as as a toddler when you're learning to walk doesn't count yeah I agree I um, agree I very much remember um the swing set we had in our backyard growing up and uh swinging up as high as I could get and then jumping out and uh I was always trying to go higher and higher and higher. And it wasn't a very big swing set, so no problem. Then going to a park and uh getting on a much bigger swing set where you could really pump the legs. Get good and high. <gasps> getting and, uh, high? I jumped out of that thing. Oh my god, it was like it was like I was never, never going to touch the ground again yeah. in the air for so long. <laughs> and uh it wasn't it wasn't one of these new parks where they got like you know ground up crumbles of, of tire rubber yeah. or or wood chips or any of that shit. No, this was fucking hard ass red clay dirt. Uh, that's what you got. Ugh. And uh, when I finally did come down out of the air, I landed on my feet and they immediately slipped out from underneath me and holy shit, I fucking landed square on my ass. Ouch. And uh, it was <laughs> that that pain you get from like, you know, nearly shattering your ass bone. Yeah. It's a very distinct sort of a uh, feeling.
4: Right in the ass.
6: I don't guess it was broken or whatever, because uh, I never went to the doctor about it. But. Nice. Yeah. It was terrible. And that's the end of that story. <laughs> and uh, sadly, not the last time I ever... Jumped out of a swing set. Well, that's good actually. Uh, and got too much air and came down on my ass. I I did the same thing and um, uh, landed square on a chick, a uh, girl I was trying to impress. Go figure. Nice. Uh, didn't impress her much when I landed uh, knee first on her chest.
3: Oops. Oh shit.
6: Totally by accident. <laughs> yeah,
4: I was young. Oopsie doopsie. Anyway. anyway, ooh, there's a PS.
6: No voicemail. Part deux. Part Yes. Um Puzzle. swings, asses, great fun. Yeah, they go together. Got my ass stuck in a swing one time. One of those those swings for toddlers and <laughs> infants that are like oh boy. rubber diapers on a chain. Yep. Yeah, getting into one of those as a, a young adult
4: mm, when not, they're made not for
6: small children. Yep. It's not the best idea. No. But, you know, I've had not my best ideas after consuming much alcohol. Um, I'll also never forget an accident that didn't happen to me on a swing set. It was a swing set in our backyard again. Um, twisting around, uh, the chains on the swing set while you're sitting in it and letting it go and you uh-huh, untwist yeah. and, fun times, I'm so dizzy. Well, my sister did that and, like, leaned her head back oh. and, uh, hit her chin on the bar in the middle that had a ladder on it. Oh, and, shit. Uh, apparently her tongue was in between her teeth when her chin hit the bar ah, and uh, she he bit her tongue nearly completely off oh, no. and uh, blah, blah, she was too young blah, blah. to get a anesthetic shot and uh, obviously with her tongue being in the condition it was in couldn't swallow a pill or anything else so uh, they had to Shit. stitch her tongue back together Um oh. but no drugs yuck terrible not cool uh and that's why drugs are good. Yes. All drugs are good.
4: I had some great drugs that's on just Sunday. just bad people Holy that shit. do them.
6: <laughs> yes. And um, don't go busting asses. You know, unless you get consent.
3: That's right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> there it was.
4: There was the stick. got a stick. Oh, man. Don't go busting asses. Don't go busting this next collar.
0: Okay, so I know we already did. The first time I lost my shit at work but I lost my shit at work really bad today. So I'm going to tell you all about that since I don't remember the first time I fell on my ass. So long story short, if you listened to the After Party of the Lotus podcast this week, uh, you heard Reverend Cybertrucker talking about how he had to rescale his load several times, epic shit show that he went through hours and hours. Well, I had my turn at that today, put a load for our company.
4: Oh no. Which
0: culminated in me completely coming unhinged on the guy who loads the truck and subsequently clapping back at my boss, which almost cost me my job. So yeah. Well that sounds fun. That was an epic way to lose my shit at work, and thankfully it didn't cost me my job, but something's gotta give. So smoke 'em if you got 'em, yo. Phoenix out.
4: Oh, we got him Oh man. Stay employed, Phoenix. Keep
3: yeah, but don't take no shit.
4: Yeah, yeah. There's got to be a line somewhere. Got to be a line somewhere. Hopefully you can still keep the job and express where the line should be. Uh, but if not, all you got to do is express where this next collar should be.
1: Hey, Florian. Carolyn. Hey.
4: Hey.
1: Here, here. here. I'll pass you this.
4: Oh, yes.
1: Yeah, you, oh, yeah you're going to need a lighter. Let me let that... No, you could, here, take, take the lighter. Wait, I got another one. I'm gonna need that lighter back.
4: Yeah, you gotta okay. get me on these, cause right. I'd steal
1: them. No. Oh. Uh, uh, um, uh, well, it's gotta be here somewhere. But anyway. Look, I got
4: this long um, Kingsford now. The
1: first time I ever fell on my ass, uh, I would say, is the tailbone hitting your tailbone is, Ooh, is always yeah memorable for me. Uh Tailbone's doing the that worst. when I fell off my bike or rollerblading. I was always about rollerblading or riding my bike. And there's nothing like falling on your ass on ice when you're skating. And I I went downhill skiing once when I was a kid and I fell on my ass a bunch of times nice and so you could fall on your ass but then you're still moving so all this snow is like coming out from from your ass all right well i'll uh i'll light this other one up and
4: there you go
1: pass this one to you thank you have a great show
4: hell yeah man i've only hurt the tailbone one time and it was because i didn't jump all the way off the diving board caught the diving board on my way down Oh, but I saw a kid break his tailbone, cat, oh. uh, the same way, only on the side of the pool instead of the diving oh, part. No. There's no give on the side of the pool. It's just like metal and concrete. Oh, oh. my God.
3: I've only bruised it, and that was fucking painful enough.
4: Ooh, we have a we have a PS.
3: Hey, I found that lighter.
4: Oh, nice. All right, I'm
3: going to fire this one
1: up, all right? Hell yeah. All right. all right. Nice. Here you go. Thank you. Love you, bowlers.
4: Love you, Carolyn. We love you. Keeping it cool up there in the Great White North. We did uh, have a eleven eleven. Whoa! Well, speaking of boosts, we had a eleven eleven sat boost from Fletcher. Whoa! Who said uh,
3: stick? Oh, thanks, Fletcher. We
4: had a eighty eight eighty eight from Carolyn, who said, "Protect your tailbones." Couldn't yes. come at a more important time.
3: Thanks, Carolyn. And
4: then uh, forty two sixty nine from 69. <laughs>
3: 69,
2: dudes. Yeah!
4: who said, freeing souls and packing bowls in undeniably marvelous ways and style as always. Much love and healing to you wonderful, fine lupines. Well, thank you.
3: Thanks, quirkass.
4: We could use all the healing we can get.
3: Yeah, seriously. I mean, you hear me.
4: I know. I've, I've got a face full of snot, um, trying yeah. to talk into a microphone, trying not to piss out a <laughs> rock. What's
3: no, what you, going on? There's you should be up. trying to piss that well, rock out and okay, get it over yeah, it with. Yeah, That's your problem. This
4: would be a weird time. <laughs> would it i got other shit i never pissed during the show you know that
3: yeah uh, that's true that's true what's our first time ever for next week i was
4: just looking for the list but
3: something about rocks uh first time i ever found a cool rock
4: first time I ever got hit in the head with a rock oh first time i ever threw a rock
3: Threw a rock
4: First time i ever skipped a rock that's always
3: fun oh first time you ever skipped a rock i like that that's a good pick-me-up from uh, the last few first time I ever... First retired. time I ever skipped a rock. There you go. Skipped a rock. Right into the notes. And the show title thingy in the Kiwi will be updated as soon as the live concludes. Yeah. Certainly. Till
4: then, though.
6: Uh... Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling.
3: Let's go bowling. Not boosting ourselves with jabs. There's only one boost. We like around here, that's Boostergrams, not right. Boosters. That's right. The student Germany got 90 jabs. Are you shitting? I you? am not shitting you. Oh. <laughs> Unbelievable. Now, we talked about this potentially going on in our neck of the woods right. because they were doing giveaways You get free groceries if you get a jab. You get entered into a lottery if you get a jab. Fuck, we might even pay you a hundred bucks to get a jab. Or give you a box of diapers, which can be very valuable for people who have lost their job because everything's shut down because the government's a bunch of fucking lying assholes that like to make shit up and ruin our lives and try to control us even more. True. This guy found something even more lucrative. Selling the vax cards.
4: Yeah, I've... Would have suspected that would have been a big business.
3: He's under investigation. None of this is proven, of course. Um what happened was he got caught showing up two days in a row at the same center to get the jab. Oh my god. And so that's what launched this investigation. Now the numbers don't line up here because in the headline it said he got ninety jabs to sell the cards. In the article, it said he got nineteen dozen jabs. That would be two hundred and twenty-eight jabs, my, oh my friend. Oh
4: God,
3: and then I am thinking, like, okay, is this like the part two? Who the fuck with says nineteen or?
4: dozen, though. It's like AP? the dumbest number I've ever heard. Uh, nineteen dozen,
3: just another you know day, and probably don't make fake me do news. Fucking math How, for a headline. I don't care what you are getting. Like, it's got to be saline. If the guy is still standing after, you think so, right? More than ten of these jabs, yeah.
4: I mean, you can just make the fake cards. You're going to go get the jab yeah. also.
3: Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. It's so silly. But, <clears throat> yeah, this is the uh, this is the state of the Associated Press who uh, makes and churns the news day after day. I love it. And, yeah, you know, maybe they're trying to give people an idea. Maybe they want people to jab up and try and make some quick money to fill up our private prisons with or something. I don't know. They're just trying to give people bad ideas. But yeah, speaking of bad ideas, uh, taking Darwin's notebooks out of the library of Cambridge University was probably a bad idea. So the person turned around and returned them 21 years later. They were careful not to get caught so that their identity wouldn't be revealed as the thief. So they just <clears throat> took the stolen notebooks, uh, they kept them in their original archive boxes, wrapped them in cling film so that they stayed good and safe, put them in a pink gift bag, and dropped them off outside of the librarian's office in a public area with a note wishing the librarian a happy Easter. Uh, one of the sketches in these notebooks is the 1837 Tree of Life sketch. Very famous, I guess. They went missing in 2001, like I said, after being photographed. And so staff thought that they might have just been misplaced. And they decided to search through their entire 10 million object collection of books, maps, and manuscripts looking for it. Which took them so long that they didn't report the notebooks as being stolen until October of 2020. Jeez. Then Interpol launched an international hunt for these notebooks, Shit valued at millions of pounds, and here we are, they're back. And they're going on public display in July.
4: Well, isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah. Like a happy ending, right?
3: Yeah. My favorite part is that they didn't hunt down this person and dox them to the world and shame them forever, you know? Somebody Actually cut kind a last minute that.
4: deal, I bet.
3: Spoiler alert, it was the librarian. <laughs> and they were just, like, in her drawer. Oh, fuck. This is embarrassing. Interpol will be after me. I have to pretend like someone else gave them back. Yeah, just a thought. Well, the United States has no native monkeys, but if you go to a certain beach in Florida, you might see some vervet monkeys, which uh, escaped a roadside zoo in the 1940s and have reproduced. Nice. Yep. They've got forty descendants broken into four troops, living within fifteen hundred acres of the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport.
4: It's theirs now.
3: Yep, it is, and they are watched by researchers, um, so that humans don't go and try and steal them as pets or anything, or hunt them. I don't know why you'd hunt or a monkey, but tickle them or tickle them. Yeah, you don't touch the monkeys, okay? We don't beat the monkeys. We don't touch the monkeys. Florida uh, also has a few colonies of escaped macaques and squirrel monkeys. So pretty soon, the U.S. will have monkey populations, you know, to keep this up. Making babies faster than the Floridians. And uh, I guess, you know, wildlife officials usually kill invasive species. But the monkeys are kind of local celebrities, so they're just letting them hang out.
4: You can't just kill monkeys.
3: No, no, you can't can you too cute too cute even though they like have those giant fangs and scream and fight all the time and fling poo yep yeah too cute it's like people i saw something that was too cute this week so i threw it on the lanes a minnesota woman who has retained her guinness world record for seven years now with her museum she owns the most cow things And by things, I mean, like, objects, like cookie jars and snow globes and stuff. I'm
4: I'm just trying to figure out which one even to hit. I guess this one.
3: Wow. (laughs) Are you kidding me? It's so cool. She loves moo cows like I love mushrooms, yeah? Okay. So her house is just covered in cows. Like I said, I was kind of in between them. I
4: didn't know which one to pick.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, if this helps you with your, uh, you know, marking it, a strike instead she was awarded the record originally on your 25th birthday oh okay
4: june 9th 2015
3: and uh she had then 15,144 cow items in her home whoa and now she has a whopping 19,827 uh since she got the record she has kept a strict strict catalog every time she adds something to her collection. Yeah. And uh the link will show a video of her giving a tour of her house. She it's her house. But she does occasionally open it up to the public for them to enjoy. But <clears throat> man, I don't think she can have any guests. Okay, cuz this place is covered. Jeez. Like it's neat and organized and clean, but I mean, the couch is covered in the stuffed animal cows. The guest bedroom is covered in... Like, the walls are covered in t-shirts, and the bed is covered in the stuffed animal cows. It's a lot.
4: Kind of reminds me of my aunt... Great aunt and great uncle who collected angels and clowns, <laughs> Ooh. respectively. But they had that catalog thing. They had, like, a binder <gasps> with all the shit.
3: Wow, really? Yep. That's awesome. And, and then everything had, collectors. like, a...
4: Everything had, like, a little number on the back of it in the house, so, like... You could look at the back and at the number and then you could look it up in the binder and it would say like when they got it and who from or where they bought it or whatever.
3: Whoa, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's like my mushroom collection, except for I just sell it all, you know, as yeah. <laughs> it comes in, I put a ridiculous price on it. And when someone finally pays me, bye bye mushroom. It was fun knowing you. There you go. <clears throat> there was a fun April Fool's Day uh, prank I saw in Dallas. Oh, yeah. Where a drone company sent 300 drones up in the sky to make a QR code that, when people scanned it, rickrolled them.
4: Oh, nice work.
3: That's right. We're never going to give it up. And it's never going to let you down. But what did let me down this week was Pompeii, who has recruited one of those stupid Metal Gear dogs from Boston Dynamics to patrol the ruins. That's weird. Yeah. I hate those fucking things. Spot, they call a robot. In it, you know. Yep. It's offensive to say it looks like a dog. It's on four legs, but it's scary. It's supposed to, uh, you know, assess restoration work, they say. Uh, identify safety issues, potentially, which is like, it's Pompeii. It's been there thousands of years, nothing's happened, right? I mean... It still looks exactly like when the volcano erupted. Uh, And then it talks about trying to find tunnels created by thieves. Like, is that a real problem there? I guess so. It must be. It must be. be. I wonder what they pay per month to keep this thing on the premises. Doesn't seem worth it to me, but I won't be going there. I don't want to run into one of those things. I'm afraid it's going to vaporize me. I really don't like those things. Remember, they always come out with those dancing videos. Uh huh. It's just like, cute. oh, you think you're cute, huh? Not, nah, not working. But what was cute and a robot was a penguin robot in Japan that broke the Guinness World Record for most rope skips by a robot in one minute. Wow. A harmless little robot, created solely for our entertainment. I can appreciate that. And it's a pengu. Yeah, it uh, jumped rope 170 times in one minute.
4: Yeah, that's pretty good.
3: That is pretty good.
4: It's almost three times a second.
3: Yeah. Oh, man. Wouldn't pay money for that robot, but it was a thing. I'd watch it and clap. Yeah, I'd watch it and then just put it in my show notes and have no physical reaction except for sharing the story on the lanes. People did have a physical reaction at the U.S. Capitol recently to a fox that was running around being aggro, biting people, Ooh. like a California representative and four others.
4: Finally, the fox has got it figured out: bite the politicians
3: and the journalists, because at least one of those other people was a journalist. Yes. Cool. Yeah, fox sensei on it. Yeah, and you know when the uh, it's sad because the U.S. Capitol police captured the fox today actually at what time 3:30 p.m so oh well you know the rep that got bit it didn't puncture his skin okay first of all he's a doctor he prefaced with this the bite punctured through his suit and his sock didn't puncture his skin but he still got the rabies shot out of caution and i just thought that was stupid well, as a doctor, I like I get it. Rabies is fucking scary. Rabies sucks. Don't fuck around with that. But as a doctor, you know after that tooth thing go into your skin, you're pretty much good, right?
4: I don't know. I don't know.
3: As a medical expert, on bowl after bowl, I'm going to say he would have been fine without the jab. I'm not taking chances <laughs> on
4: rabies. Fuck rabies, dude.
3: <laughs> yeah, and that's you know if this fox is go like going up to people in a city biting them, that's all I could think is it's probably rabid. And that's exactly what they deserve there in DC. Fucking lizards. Delta pilots had to land a flight from Salt Lake City to the hellhole of Washington, DC. Safely, though. They did it safely in Denver after they say the cockpit windshield shattered 30,000 feet in the air. Holy shit. Yeah, I read that headline. Was like, holy fuck! Because I see windshield shattered. I'm like, okay, I just picture like, and then they're coming in. They're like, just stay calm, just stay calm. We're going in for an emergency landing. Put your oxygen mask. On. Like, full fucking shit has hit the fan, my friends. Like, we might be fucked. Come to find out, as I read the article, the windshield didn't shatter. It had some cracks, but it didn't fall out of the frame or anything. Uh, That's not shattering.
4: It just spiderwebbed out. I guess.
3: Yeah, it had some cracks. I mean, you don't want to risk it. You definitely want to land when that happens so that it doesn't shatter. Yep. But to fucking say it shattered is misleading. It's a lie. That's a lie. So, of course, they made everyone more panicky by telling them to stay calm. That and makes sense. Finally, my last story for tonight is that a million dollars in prop movie money was stolen out of a car in Oregon this weekend. Although it's marked for motion picture use only and copy... It looks pretty fucking real So be on the lookout for counterfeit money If you're in the Pacific Northwest Nice Yeah We forgot to plug it earlier But the Bitcoin block party in Kansas City is happening April 24th That's A- right Abel Kirby will be there You should be too
4: Come out and hang with us Buy some tacos with Bitcoin
3: I need some barbecue this weekend at the KC meetup
4: Or tomorrow night if you're not doing anything over to shitmyass.com where we'll be going live at 8 central, I believe, around there. Yeah, around Somewhere in there. With uh, Abs in the Six Pack. Sir Seats here, we're going to do Dreams Part 2. It's going to be a great time. We're going to tell some story about dreams.
3: And you can call in too and share your dreams.
4: That's right. Give him a call. We're going live on uh, pod, podtard.com. It's going to be great. That guy has the greatest URLs in the whole history of URLs. Uh, thanks for hanging out, Bowlers. It's great having you. I'm gonna finish this show and then uh, go give birth to some sort of uh, calcium deposit, I'm sure. But uh, even when I do, you know, I still be Sir Spencer Wolf of
3: Kansas City, and I'm always Dame Dolorian. Till next time, Mayor Bowls burn brighter.
6: I'm a supporter of human beings. Be I mean, shit. don't you keep up with current events. We ain't illegal no more, nigga.
1: And we'll fight you. Don't tell them we're high.
6: Listen, we may be a little high. Bowl after bowl com.